Hey guys, Adam Ray here for the About Last Night podcast. Welcome back to another week of episode, suh, episodes. We got a bonus up on Thursday coming up too uh, with my boy Joey McIntyre from New Kids on the Block, Return of the Mac, the McCarthys. Obviously, uh, you know, probably your bedroom wall, guy or girl, you know, guys, uh, fans span the gamut. Uh, Joe's getting ready to move to New York City with his family after, uh, I think, 15 or 16 years in Los Angeles, and uh, sad to see him go, but, you know, I know I'm going to see him. I'm going to be out there real soon, so I will see him, um, but uh, this uh, this Thursday will be a bonus app with me and Joe before he moves to New York, just uh, one-on-one, and so fun. I mean, just, uh, you know, there's certain people you can just talk for hours with and, and have a lot of laughs, and uh, Joe is real uh, real candid with a lot of exciting things he's working on and, and just uh, his time in L.A., reflecting on that. And moving to New York. So um, be on the lookout for that bonus episode, Joey McIntyre, Thursday. Today's episode, man, one of my favorite comics on the planet. Probably one of yours. Been wanting to have him on the show for a long time. It's Todd Glass, baby. Todd Glass. Todd motherfucking Glass. Uh, This dude's so funny. Uh, I hadn't really chatted with him too much outside of this uh, conversation, which is always, you know, again, a, a thankful reminder that the podcast exists because what a great way to get to know somebody. And, uh, and become chums. And Todd is just one of those naturally funny, quick, uh, sweet, real sweet dude. And um, man, he uh, brought it on this on this episode. Uh, he's uh, he's now a friend and 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 hilarious and uh, a guy that you always want to watch when he's on stage. Um, if you're a comedian, you just uh, you make time to to watch the brilliance of Todd Glass. Uh, follow Todd on Twitter at Todd Glass. And Instagram. The Todd Glass Show is his podcast, ToddGlass.com, for all of his tour dates. Uh, my tour dates are AdamRayComedy.com, uh, Brad is BradWilliamsComedy.com. And this weekend, some, 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 some shows added. I'm coming to Arizona, baby. Phoenix, Stand Up Live, July 8th, 9th, and 10th. I'm doing the late shows on the 8th and 9th, uh, 10 o'clock on Friday, uh, 9.30 on Saturday, and then uh, 7 p.m. on Sunday. Stand Up Live. Phoenix, Arizona. Tickets at AdamRayComedy.com. Brad Williams is going to be in Tacoma at the Tacoma Comedy Club. So go see Brad Williams at the Tacoma Comedy Club. They still have not booked me since last time I've been there. I'll keep saying it until they do it. June 7th through June 9th, Brad Williams, Tacoma Comedy Club. A bunch of other tour dates on my website. San Jose is coming up. New York, Chicago. Um, uh, Fuck. Uh, What else? Uh, uh, Utah, Vegas. Uh, so come see me. Come see me and bring your merch, which you can get at aboutlastnightpodcast.com. Ale and merch, beanies, shirts, pants, so much fun stuff. Bring them to the shows. We'll sign them, take pictures with you, and uh, and then you can have some memories. <laughs> uh, man, so many great apps coming up. As I've mentioned in the past few apps, Sandra Bullock, that episode is recording this week, which means that episode will be posted on Monday, June 11th. Make sure you subscribe and around a computer, June 11th, Monday, Sandra Bullock making her, her podcast and ALN podcast debut, but, uh, debut, but podcast debut. She's not done one. This is very special. Uh, Going to have an hour conversation with the one and only Sandra Bullock. That'll be dropping Monday, June 11th. Make sure you subscribe. Tell your friends. Tell your family. And get ready for that one. Um... Twitter, Aylin Podcast, and Instagram, uh, at Funny Brad for Twitter, Adam Ray Comedy for Twitter. Fuck, uh, a lot of exciting stuff uh, in the works, so um, make sure you're subscribed, because uh, the pod is uh, going to some cool places coming up here in the next few months, and um, and we can't do it without you guys, the fans. Speaking of which, going to read a, uh, a fan email here 
which uh, which I, I like to do every few ups just to give you guys a shout out and and uh, and then get you some merch. Uh, today's fan mail, actually a fan tweet, comes to us from Ben Stoffel, uh, who writes, "Man, after a long six months, I'm officially cancer free." And they don't know this, but a big thank you to the Battle Last Night podcast, Adam Ray, Brad Williams, for giving me so much consistent laughter the past six months. Laughter was my coping mechanism, and I can't overstate how much it helped. Dude, that is crazy. And uh, so glad you're cancer-free. That is unbelievable. And the fact that we could do anything to help uh, make you smile during such a, a crazy chapter of your life, uh, that's, that's amazing. And, you know, that is... It's so fun to do what we do, and and uh, obviously laughter is the best medicine, you know, and um, and I feel very fortunate to to have gotten this deep into it to where it's you know affecting more people than just my mom and her friends. Uh, so so thanks for that message, dude, and uh, and fuck, so glad you're cancer free, dude. Time to shotgun a beer and and and. and Jerk off. I don't know. Fuck. Live your life, dude. I don't know. I love that those are the first two things I thought of. I mean, like, you beat cancer. Go masturbate. Um, ben Stovall, thank you for the message, uh, and thanks for listening. Uh, hit us an email at aboutlastnightpod at gmail.com, and Brad will send you some merch. Uh, you're the best, dude. Uh, all right. I think that's it. Now they've got the tour dates, Twitter handles, and merch info out of the way. Sit back, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode of the About Last Night podcast with the one and only Todd Glass. Well, the weekend's over, so it's time to chat about it. Got a midget and a Jew, so why don't you sit down and listen to a dope podcast during lunch, dinner, or breakfast. Brad Williams and Adam Ray are here for you any time of the day. So come on and treat yourself right. It's about last night. I don't know where it came from, but you know when you go to a restaurant and you have a craft and they put the wine in it? Yeah. Okay, I don't fucking live, I don't have craft, there's never, <laughs> but until it doesn't have purpose to your life, I had four of them. Somehow I thought, I go, you're not going, no, who's coming over? You have this right. fake thing that yeah. you're not, You if it's refrigerated wine, they go put it in the refrigerator, I tell people, we don't put it, so I got rid of those and just shit like that. Yeah, and like, no and no one's going to... No one's going to look at your wine coming out of the fridge or from a wine rack and go, what, no craft? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, oh, it doesn't. What, who do I? It's like this fake thing. No I ice had bowl. In my head. Yeah, right. Exa- same thing with that. Like, that's the type of shit you start yeah. buying. You're like, oh, that looks cool. I don't need it. <laughs> I fucking love it. What would, uh, and you can hop on the mic. We're going. Okay. Yeah. What, oh, we are? What, yeah. What yeah. would somebody expect if they were to come over for a little, uh, I don't know, a coffee or a dinner party at Todd Glass's house? Oh, I don't like to cook. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't like to cook, but I do like to have people over. Yeah, you like to entertain. I do like to entertain, and it's usually I have it pretty dark. You know, I have it pretty dark, but I've talked about that a lot. Yeah, um, uh, in, in your in your special, uh, which is airing right now on Netflix, so it's phenomenal. Like all of our yeah. all of our <laughs> listeners can go and uh, have a look at that. Uh, you you do talk about how everyone has their houses too light. I think they do, and I think I can almost prove it scientifically. Like when I when I tell people that I'm going to quote what's in the special, but like just so you don't think I'm like going to my act. You know, Todd Glass went right to the act. He had song cues with him. Has anybody done that by the way? Done their whole act on a podcast? Like I mean, just, like very you know no, subtly. Such a you almost should edit that out and then just do it. 
just keep asking me questions. They set you up for the bits. They set me up for the bits. They set me up for the bits. And they're basically, I think he's just doing. Yeah. Even if you do like a five-year-old special, maybe. Yeah. yeah. That'd be we so funny. Yeah, we could just Byron, his... Allen that's Byron Allen you the whole time. I was just going to say. Just one hour. That's how Byron Allen would shoot our specials. Yeah. He make. He goes. No. My style is we just make it look like we're having a conversation, but then it's real funny. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't like candles. Yeah. You don't like. We figured out what would be the lazier setup for Byron Allen. Like, he's already like, I heard you like Ferris wheels. Yeah. So we figured the only way that would be less conversational would be like, now nah, I heard you like to talk. Yeah. You know, maybe that would just... <laughs> and you like to say stuff. I've heard, <laughs> I've heard you occasionally say things that are funny. Yeah. Go, go ahead. Right, that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> the floor is yours. Uh, and how, what's the max uh, amount of people that you can handle? It's a good it? question. Yeah. Wow, what was that? That was a little. That was the Todd Glass first question bell. Do yeah. people know, <laughs> do no, people know you're, I mean, you're clean? Like, do you talk about it on your podcast? Not really. I mean, this is about how it usually... I mean, I definitely, when someone's coming over, tidy up a little bit yeah. more. Like, you know, the remotes aren't usually OCD lined up like that. <laughs> and I don't even call that OCD, actually. Like, you know, but I mean... You have one rogue remote just so we don't think you're insane. There's, yeah. yeah, right. Just to throw it off. <laughs> just to, yeah, if, because if I walk into a house and there's five remotes... That are exactly lined up like big, like biggest to smallest, and they're all facing the exact same side. I go, oh, they're crazy. Yeah, I think I'm. Um, <laughs> I'm not like I say. I don't know. My brother you told me tell this. Tell this a little bit to you. Oh yeah, just, my yeah. brother's a teacher. I know we're going all over the place. Yeah, and that's I good. will that's answer. How we, do. we always get back though. Okay, I will answer yeah. about the thing at the house. Um, but my brother said, like you know, like if there's a if if it, it, where it's a disorder. Let's say when it turns into a disorder. Mm -hmm. I go, where Where do you think I rank? Just, he's a teacher. So he's pretty good at looking at kids and sure. making some judgments. And um, uh, I, he said, well, you're, you're definitely at, at, at best crazy fucking clean. Right. Because mm -hmm. I think you dabble. Because I watched you. He goes, I had to watch you from afar. Someone could meet you one day and not think so. But you dabble into some compulsion. Mm -hmm. He goes, but I saw you had a party here one night. And he goes, you know, I just subconsciously watched it. You let stuff go. You touch stuff. You're actually as clean as I am. I can amazingly, like, touch a lot of stuff and not, like, <laughs> until I feel bad. Almost. Like, it, like, I'll... I'll be at the gym for two I'm not proud of this and I'm more aware of it now but it'll yeah. show you like I'll be at the gym working out for an hour and a half on the treadmill I'll go get a package of sushi after I push the cart and eat it with my hands <laughs> so they wipe said, the machines yeah. down yeah. they wipe them down yeah. and, then, and, and then you'll but then you'll be furious at someone for not using a coaster I'm not a coaster guy <laughs> not a coaster okay. matter of fact I have a table big old barn table to let yeah. people know that my cleanliness doesn't align with that type of, like, I grew up, my mom, not a coaster guy. Oh, you really? know, not a coaster guy. No, not, nobody in my family was really a coaster person. Um, sounds so weird to say that. This was in Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah, in Philadelphia. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's you, Adam. You do your homework. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, but I like, it's order for me. Like, when I go home, this will say, like, I go home to my mom's, and I like, I just like calm. So... She knows there's I'm an L in that word, just so we're all clear. Yeah. <laughs> just so we're. Oh know. my, that's <laughs> like the worst thing to misunderstand. All right, as I that's Brad's that's yeah. Brad's setup for your cum joke. Uh, yeah. Your cum calm well, the joke. The funny yeah. thing is, because you were talking about your mom, and then you yeah. just said I just like calm, and I was like, there's a hard L. She Make sure you hit that L. Oh my. <laughs> Coincidentally, she loved it. Though. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that was the, that was. Um, so she so she knows I'm coming home. They my whole family knows. 
windows. My mom was very clean, you know, mm-hmm. she she is. But she can have a little more chaos than me. Like she has five dogs and, and she thinks dusting to me. I don't dust. Like I don't mm-hmm. that's not I don't I don't I don't dust. I don't I don't not not like I'm in, it's just not I, I just I, no, like it's not you would say fuck you if you saw someone dusting. You just it's not, not no no it's you not. Do. I don't I don't. My mom grew up. She was a, so when I come home for like the holidays, she has you know she goes. I had the housekeeper. She dusted there, dusted there. I I don't say this to her, but I go fuck the dusting. Get the dog nose marks off the window. It's killing me. Um, I can't talk. I I wish I could. I go I go go home. And appreciate the insanity because I have a good family. Like we oddly, yeah. with some drama here and there, we get along. We laugh a lot. That's My awesome. mom is awesome, so I'm able to look. But the chaos, yeah. I go. If it's someone else's chaos, I can go to my friends. My friend Andrea, her parents' house. It's chaotic. I, I love it. Doesn't I, affect you, right? Yeah. yeah, it does. But my mom, when the dogs, especially when they're like outside and they want to come in, there they start with their paw. It's only because my mom and dad let them do that. Yeah, yeah. you could train them very easy. With, <laughs> yeah, sure. But the mud on the paw, and, it's oh, yeah. and they're like, I can't even make the sound. And then it's there, dried mud. I'm like, Mom, I'm so, I can't talk to you. I clean that window. Yeah. I can't. I can't. The barbecue cover flew off, and it's yeah. like in the corner of the yard over in the corner and it's yeah. got like they chewed it a little so the white stuff from inside there's oh, a god i'm like mom i i that I, fuck dusting <laughs> go have big the housekeeper big to small yeah let's Ooh, work that i way. just got worked up. <laughs> it's so true though moms can handle uh a, an absurd amount of uh just fucking uh chaos like they just something that they're like predisposed to just be able to like compartmentalize like there's this over there there's that over there I'll get to that in a second I'll do yeah. that later I'm, fuck oh, that. I can't. I'm gonna do that instead of that fuck that though you know and ev- and fuck ev- that though and everybody take- <laughs> that's that's a mom's uh, yeah. should be a bumper sticker for moms everywhere fuck yeah. that though I'm yeah. gonna do that before that but fuck that though oh, she has the long- and my mom is like she, you know give them credit I'm always afraid not afraid god forbid my mom would hear this podcast yeah. so far she'd Actually, should be okay because yeah, I, I mean, said some nice things. Yes. I mean, yeah. she comments on our Twitter very frequently. Oh, wait a second! Yeah. Are you kidding me? Well, I, <laughs> the last thing you see is yeah. me choking. Right? Uh, to me, that's well. I guess I don't have to do visuals, but the old visual of like, uh, you know, uh, when somebody's saying, "Never mind." What? But anyway, uh, it's on point. Yeah. Well, um, it, but but go ahead. Well, and, and then you talked about in because uh, I just had a party at my place this past weekend, and then I watched your special, and you talked about how before a party. You will you you will present your fridge. You you, you will stage your oh. fridge. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's also if I have people coming in from out of town. Like yeah. I don't. You don't know you do it until you get teased about it. Like my friends will go, my close friends. They'll be yeah. like, are those Pellegrino waters for show or do, do can we drink them? And I go, no, drink them. But yeah. they're for sure. <laughs> I mean, I, you, but you, once you get asked, you can't. Yeah. You, you know, you know because then that's what am I living in? Like, a, is it Disneyland or is it right. really in my house? Yeah, drink them. But you better make an overly uh, excited. Yeah. After you sip it <laughs> and leave the bottle out, I yeah. try to have as many things Instagram out as I can it. that are visually nice. Yeah. So when bottles are like, I don't want some of the clear bottles. Like I like when bottles are left out on the table. It's the, the sign of the the party, the life that went on that yeah. night. Yeah, it, so, you, your house should be a little messy yeah. after the party. Otherwise, TV night, yeah. TV. I call if it's a if it's like fifteen people. I call it. I want it TV messy. Like there's no dirty napkins with pizza sauce on it. Yeah, right. But there's bottles everywhere. There's glasses. Because I was at someone's house once, and I just remembered this. It was a long time ago, and everyone started clearing off the kitchen table, just like I do. Mm-hmm. We cleared it all off after dinner, in case people want to go sit there. You know, like when dinner's yeah. over, you repurpose it. Yeah. 
She goes, leave bottles. Very casual. She goes, leave bottles and glasses. And I was like, I asked her in the kitchen. I said, hey, I noticed you said leave bottles. She goes, well, it's the energy of the night. <clears throat> she goes, you don't want to wipe away the energy of the night. She goes, what a I go, great way to put it. Yeah. I know. So now I do that. People start. Yeah. And the, here's the weird thing. They start putting bottles over near the recycling that doesn't exist. But they think, <laughs> oh, he must recycle because Todd seems like the type of guy that would definitely That's recycle. Flattering. So I want to be like that. I want, I want recycle vibes. Think, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> And then I go put the bottles when no one's looking back on the table. Now, that looks a little crazy. I'm like, no, leave the bottles. Like, no. Bottles are on the table. It's we have to look like we have to look like we had a party. Right. And again, you want that. You don't want it to look like hangover the, the, you know, the no. next one. But you want it to look like Will Smith threw a party on Fresh Prince in the pool house. Yes. To where there was like, you know, there's no cocaine in the bathroom, but there's some calm on the couch. You know? <laughs> yeah. To where like people had a good time and they're going to talk about it the next day. Exactly. You can go on Instagram and see a couple moments from the previous night. See? Nice TV nice, yeah. I call it. There's no cell phone. I don't, but the bathroom, here, I'm going yeah. to answer your question. Yeah. Okay. So the thing that I think I can almost prove scientifically, I, I do. I think a lot of people are off and I'll tell you why. Like, it's not really about me yeah, at the end of the day, I want it right for me. But right for me is right for everybody. Yeah, I don't want. Sure. I want my house to be where everyone overwhelmingly is comfortable. So if I was wrong every time, I'd go. Well, turn them up a little. Maybe people want them up. I yeah. mean, over. Mm -hmm. But it's not. It's. I went over to my friend's house. I know her pretty well. She had all these Christmas like bulbs, like those big outdoor like Italian restaurant yeah. bulbs all over the. And it was too fucking bright. Not borderline. When I unscrewed enough, I unscrewed not if it was my house. I was like, don't do dark as your house, but this is too bright. She comes back out. She goes, who ruined my ambiance? Mm -hmm. So I'm like, you fuck. <laughs> you know, because people started going out on the patio. And I didn't yeah. make it up. I'm not sick in my head. People yeah. start going. She starts screwing the bulbs back in. I'm not kidding you. Boo! <laughs> they don't know I unscrewed them and then right. she screwed them back in. They just think, who's... These people weren't out there before. Yeah, yeah. And that happens a lot at comedy clubs. When I go, bring the lights down. I feel like the club thinks I paid the audience. You know, they'll be like, applaud. Like, yeah, yeah they want to be in the dark. Yeah, right. All of a sudden, especially they didn't know it was bad. Club. Especially at comedy because clubs. You don't wanna, because there's something about when people can see each other in the audience, now there's all those insecurities about laughing at jokes that they're a little ashamed of. Right. They, they just get enhanced. There's so a now, reason, right? Yes. There's not just... It didn't just happen at everywhere. But anyway, I always say it in my show, I know you're going to think, oh, no, my house is great. No one's sitting in the audience going, yeah, I don't know shit about... Because no one wants to think they don't know how to... It's not, it's not really lighting. It's atmosphere. Mm -hmm. No one wants yeah. to think... And if you want to make even a, a guy that's a tough guy or pretends to be a tough guy give a shit that I'm calling him on this, having people over and having a cool place to hang out. Most people think they're good at it. Yeah. But I say, no, they're not. Go, I say, go home, mm -hmm. open your hallway bathroom door. Okay. And now look at it. Like, do you have, look, go look at yourself in the bathroom. If, is that the bathroom that everybody that comes to your house, whether it's a party, whether it's a dinner, well, they're six gonna people, see. they're going to go in a bathroom. Are they going to look? You think it's in the gray area? If you, I always say, take off your boxing gloves. I'm not going to be there. If I'm right, you'll never have to fucking tell me. <laughs> but honestly, at least by yourself, open the door in the hallway and go, okay, and do it at night, not during the day. Yes, during the right. day. Go in there at night, open the door. Remember, you what you think you look like you're at the party you're walking around most of the time if things are all right you think you feel you're having good you left the house you 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 know you uh, you feel good then you go into someone's bathroom you go oh i look like shit and then you return to the party so that's is that what you want at your house would, it, you, you, it, would you do it if someone said you know if you put more lights in your bathroom you can make people 
feel shittier? Would you go, oh, do that? <laughs> so don't do it the way you ended up having it, uh, the outcome of this. There, you know what? It's, uh. so, it's so funny you say that because sometimes we go backstage at comedy clubs and may, maybe it's like not just a comedy club, but they do more theatrical performances and they have those like makeup lights around. And when those things turn on, what? I'm like, I'm going on. I'm going outside in public like this. <laughs> right. Are you shitting me? I need a team. <laughs> and, and, and you think you're crazy. I know yeah. those those round bulbs. You think, yeah. well, but until you go to a place like there's a new theater. The Dynasty one, right? Yes. Yeah. Do you love it? I love it. I have seen you there so much, and I <clears throat> have not been there yet, and I feel so bad because I just saw Jamie, and he, I was just like, dude, this place looks unbelievable. And is it just, I mean. It's like, no. it's, it's like everything he wanted to do at the improv this awesome. is why i'm glad it's successful because mm -hmm. i don't know not everybody at the improv there's people that were around him that went let jamie do what he wants yeah. i mean whoever stopped him not not his peers that worked with him and equals but no one over there on the corporate level is going i this is more just so much more than jamie went and had success and now i no i'm glad he had success but i wonder as a business person like a guy that are they over there they're not by the way but i'll ask yeah. going because it's okay to fuck up in sure. business. You just have to, the good business people acknowledge it. You can yeah. have big fuck ups, but if Monday you get everyone together and you go, here's what we learned. Mm. They're not doing this. I hope they hear this because they should be doing this. Yeah. Someone in the corporate level should go, hey, listen, we know a lot. And it's okay if we don't know something, but we're going to acknowledge it. Yeah. Okay, we had him here. Do we all realize that Jamie was here? Hey, when yeah. he was here, we didn't know if he was right or wrong. So we didn't do anything wrong. Now he's there and he's having a lot of fucking success. All he wanted to do here was exactly what he did there yeah. for probably a lot less money. Yeah. All he wanted to do was put the improv on the map by creatively making it the coolest place. Now he's over there and you see it's working. So yeah. you should say, okay, no big deal, but we fucked up. Yeah. Sure. Let's say we know a lot about a lot, but maybe in the comedy area, we need now to go get another Jamie and let him fucking do <laughs> yeah. what he wants to do. No, they're not. Everything the re is they're, they're not. They're not aware of that. No. They're not going. Oh it's God, so we amazing. had him. He was ours. All he wanted to do was make this place awesome. Do yeah. they just put? Do they put comedy blinders on? Is it just a? There, 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 there's something about. <clears throat> in, it's not just the comedy clubs. It's the entertainment industry. It certainly is hell politicians where some people just can't admit they made one mistake not and it's like and, and it's exactly what you said you can be right 99 out of 100 times just the one time you're wrong say you just, know what i was wrong yeah, and how do we learn from that how do yeah. we learn and from it and fix that and i'm not even in my scenario i'm not even like being snipey i'm going if, if i knew you were over there if someone said todd actually they i'd be like oh cool because that's the same thing to do yeah right but i morbidly want to know like what are they saying and by the way there's still people over there yeah that know what they're doing yeah there's a lot of them and they want to do they're they're the jamie that now is yes. there and they're great and they're creative but you got to recognize when you do get somebody like jamie that is thinking outside the box and is really doing some cool different just has ideas that are you know, inconsistent with what has been there prior and, and, and recognize like, oh, maybe that, maybe if we follow him down that path for a little bit, we could, you know, and, and what's the real risk that you're taking? And also, we're in a business where risk is good. Right. Yeah. I learned, you know what, it does make me give a little less advice sometimes because, I mean, they say if, you know, if, if you think no one's going to take your advice, then you're just proving you like to talk. So I, there's, there are moments in my life go, you know, Todd, you can prove you like to talk, but not that much. You'll <laughs> shut the fuck up sometimes. <laughs> And it's are people taking your advice? Are they, are they, are are are? Can they be? Uh, I forgot what I was going to say. 
And kids, that's a lesson. Pot is a hell of a Oh, my yeah, yeah. God. What no. were we just talking about? Well, uh, in, in just, oh, in just talking it. about the improv and Jamie. That no place will ever be successful unless mm -hmm. somebody, and this to me, every club should hear. Every club should hear because I want them. I, I say this shit because I would like them to go, he's fucking right. Yeah. No club can be, and successful doesn't mean 10 years. Good clubs have 20, 30, 40 year runs. Yeah. So you can be in the middle of doing real well now and think, oh, it doesn't apply to me. Yes, it does. Yes. Sure. Um, no club can do really well unless somebody on site that knows about comedy has power. Mm -hmm. Has power. Because it tends to be the guy who ran the Applebee's for 30 years. And they need him. It, a comedy club is sure. also a restaurant. Yeah. I get it. If they heard this, I'm always thinking, yeah. I get it. It is. <laughs> yeah. Thank God for that food and thank God for those drinks. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But at the end of the day, we all know the answer. What are you going there for? They're coming for comedy. Yeah. You get to yeah. serve that food because they're coming for stand-up yes. comedy. So it ha so if you have someone, I'll give you one example of something that could be snuffed out. If somebody that knows about comedy has power. At, even in the improv Melrose, let's say they know about comedy and they have power. The new chef brings out a dish and he goes and she eats it and who he eats it and goes, "Wow, this is really good." It's not the taste of it, but she goes, "Ah, we can't do it in the showroom. It takes too long." Yeah. End the story. Yeah, he's the he he know and they go ah not now and they don't know and that's the type of things when no one has power they're serving dishes in the middle of the show because no one that knows about comedy has power so when that meeting was had at two o'clock on Monday afternoon no that person can't snuff it out or right. know to throw out a heckler even though if they're gonna have to throw out ten people because if they throw out the heckler he's with ten people and they're gonna lose two hundred and twenty bucks on liquor the person that knows about comedy that's on site goes don't be Pennywise dollar foolish yeah. Let's, so, ma let's make the show good so everyone in the showroom has a great precedence time. That people come here and buys the, yeah, more, right. comes back. <clears throat> yeah. all, and, also, all that. and people see that too when they're at shows and they see a bunch of people tossed out. Like they learn some bullshit. They go, "Oh, cool! This club doesn't fuck around." And also, they they like it to a certain extent. I mean, well, I've yeah, yeah shows I think the club is taking I've thrown people out. Yeah. yeah, I've thrown people out before, and where the the rest of the audience starts cheering, they go, "Oh, fuck! Finally." And I'm like, oh shit! So this was a problem yeah. before I got to yeah. it. Yeah, and and that's when you and that's when you kind of realize, like, yeah, the thing that I didn't think everyone was paying attention to. Yeah, they all they all noticed they, it. You know what? Uh, exactly what you just said. Um, mm -hmm. uh, because you know what? No one really. It, at the good clubs, let's say B plus to A plus. Heckling, we always say no heckling. Remember this, that. It's loud talking. Yeah. Yeah. It really is the problem. Yeah. yeah. And Lewis Lee said, and that's harder because heckling, they're mad, but they know that's wrong. So they, they, right. when you tell them to be quiet for talking, they can't believe it, especially if talking 10 is the loudest, yeah. not yelling under yeah. the yeah. category. 10 is the loudest. If they're at a four, at a comedy club, a good comedy club, four is too much. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the the nobody talking um, again. And when you call them out for it, they never. I've never been in a situation where calling someone out and being like, "You gotta just bring it down," because I'm trying to power through and be professional. But there's only it's been ten minutes, and you're just like, "There's background. It's just too loud." And every time it's been, we were just laughing, they or ju we yeah. were just talking about how funny you were. Yeah, and I'm like. I do respect your 
your boldness to be such a piece of shit in front of a bunch of other strangers and lie so blatantly like that. They like, think, I do respect you to come up with an answer so quickly, but guess what? Such a lie. I've heard it. Yes, we've all, don't you? That's why in the announcement, that video, yeah, I used yeah. to say, don't say. So that was the, such a great video, by the way. I that don't was know like why a, they stopped using it. It was one of the, probably the best uh, pre-show video in all, we've both been there so many comedy clubs yeah. around the country and it was concise and it was mm -hmm. funny you know and who, it was real and it wasn't so like, uh, produced, but you, it was. It, you were so fucking good in it. Yeah, for those for of you, is it on your reel? Because yeah. it should be. They, yeah. No, but I could get it. But for a second, it said we are a comedy club before a restaurant. Yes. And what it says is, look, we, you are the customer, and we do value you. I always feel that way. Yes. I don't think it's cool to be mean to people. No. But that video laid down the law that look, we love you, but there's some rules here. Right. And the only one that's better that I've ever seen on the planet than that one, I know that's mine, is the comedy addict, Jared. Uh, from Subway? No, yeah, Jared oh. from Subway. <laughs> the comedy addict in Bloomington, Indiana. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He Great made club. his own. And mm -hmm. it is per, it's better than mine. Wow. Because nice. it educates them. Yeah. And and um oh, hold on, I'm I'm sorry. Let me let me just so that what I was gonna say about the shushing, like yes, Brad yeah. said. Yes. That when they walk by, you right. you know he goes, I used to walk by like on a scale from one to ten, ten being the loudest, it was like a two, really, because maybe just the two tables around them could hear. And you know, you're just opening up a business, you got a mortgage to pay. It's just a two, like a two, but a two for the tables next to it. He goes, I remember one night just going over and I'm like, I knew they were gonna get annoyed and I and I had to have them leave. It was a table of four. I I got thanked three times as I was walking out because I had to go back and the one lady yep. left her purse and thank you, thank you, thank you. And he goes, that's when I learned it's not enough to have a doorman stand on one end of the room. For heckling, one doorman can, can, can control a room of 300 because heckling you can stand yeah, anywhere yeah. in the room. But for talking, someone has to roam the room, roam the room because someone could be all the way in the back and just loud enough that 13 people or 14 right. hear it. I'm, I'm being honest. Yeah. Yeah. But that's a big deal. And the that comic happens. can't hear them. The comic can't. I've had that. That's yeah. when I yeah. learned. After a show, someone's like, God, that was so great. I wish these people weren't talking next to us the whole time. And you're like, fuck, I had no clue because you were 300 feet away from me. Yeah. That's exactly Mm -hmm. What do you do about that? I mean, I tell, I tell doorman now, that's what I just said to roam. you. I go, do me a favor. And I'm always super nice. And I go, you know, just please roam the room. Because I've learned when I go, I used to say, you know, to a club I'm new at, I go, by the way, just checking, you know, is there a door person in the room 100% of the time? Not like, yeah. you know, a lot. You give them a few examples and they get, you know, what you're talking about. And I'm always nice. I go, you know, something like, oh, he's, he watches the show. He's just changing the sign outside. No, no. I go, you know, I just, when I'm there, I do like someone in the room 100% of the time, but then I realize that's not good enough because they would have someone planted in the room. Right. Now I go, have them roam around. And I also, if, 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 if I'm feeling a little bit more ASCII, um, <laughs> I go, and by he doesn't have to be frowning. Yeah. Like nothing wrong with the guy. Hey, laughing is that if you stand behind a group of people that need to, you're just, you don't even need to talk to, you know, just, just your presence. There, just presence, yeah. You laugh at the show. Just yeah. teach them. Yeah, this is what you do. You don't have to stand there like a mean doorman if right. you don't want to. Just watch the yeah. show and enjoy it near that group. It's amazing what just that authority figure close to them will do sometimes. Yes. And, and it just because I've seen some clubs that do it very well where sometimes uh, talking gets a little loud and the doorman just walks and stands next to the table. Yeah. Doesn't say anything to him. Just stands there. And they kind of just look up and go, oh, oh, oh shit. Okay. Sometimes and, they get it. Right. They, and they kind of self-police. And uh, I just want our listeners to be clear. Um, when we were referencing a video earlier, uh, if you've been to an improv, you've seen Todd Glass. <laughs> I think I know it. A sort of... 
Okay, you're walking by the improv. Yeah. Okay. Hey, okay, you're walking by the improv. You're thinking, hey, let's go and see a show. And then maybe four people want to see a show. The other four people don't, but you all go in. And then the other people that don't really want to see the show, then they start talking. Then the door yeah, guy bet, comes bet, bet, over. Bet, bet, <laughs> the door guy comes over. He goes, hey, could you please keep it down? You go, we were just laughing. <laughs> okay, now listen. Nobody's ever been thrown out of an improv for laughing. That's yeah. what we love. You come in here. There's good quality comedy. You just laugh during the show. Laugh. Shut up. Laugh. Shut up. How many things in life are that easy? Don't go. But my uncle's the mayor we don't give a shit now a lot of people are going that's a negative way to start out a show i go that's because you were gonna sh talk we don't give a shit yeah and then that's, and then bro dude it's by the way so, that was so meta yeah, for us dude, that was unbelievable because we've been seeing you do this video you know what's for years. i haven't done that like the only that's more in my head that when i was in dallas once the whole staff so I, you know, I'm in the back of the room. They're starting the show. You watch that yep. video roll. They go, do you want us to play that when you're here? I'm like, sometimes I would so say no. Funny, but yeah. And then the whole fucking staff, wherever they were at in the room, did it with me on the video. Wow. I was, I was How like, cool what is the that? fuck is, this is, that, and then you realize, oh, they planned this. So that's even yeah, extra yeah. special. You're like, oh, it makes your heart melt yeah. a little. You yeah. know? You're like, they said, so when Todd's here Monday, you know, whatever. Oh, night, yeah. Dude, that was, I mean, that's, that, by the way, by the way, that, that's a start, that's to me like if Tom Hanks was here and he started reciting lines from Forrest Gump. That's, <laughs> that's how big of a deal that video was for me. Like, when I started and the first few years had a show at the Improv just to get spots there and just was there, just there's so much hanging out and like to the start and that was, all, so it's like, it's ingrained and it also was so um, comforting because it was like, you know the fami fami uh, familiarity of it, but also you're like, oh, what a great way to start the show. It almost felt like you were in good hands uh, because this was happening before, you know, and you're I like, oh, this is giving a great heads up to the audience, and it's not yeah. like, and it's fun, funny. You had Brewer in the background, then he does. Uh, no, that's Brewer the other laugh one. After that's yeah. the other video. That's right. the one they came in and did next. Right, a sequel. That's <laughs> the one they did next, and nothing to do with Brewer at all. I always feel like I have to say that because genuinely, like. Just that one's first, cool too, yeah. The corporate, the one with Brewers. By the time the, the one just you was at the corporate. table, it was you at piano or the table, uh, me, just standing. I, it's yeah, outside okay. the Bray that's Improv. Right, that's right, yeah. Outside the Bray Improv. Yeah. But I, well, I wanted Mike Carano, who was a, a, a sound guy there, mm -hmm. was the first one to ever have a video that said "Be Quiet," and he we just wanted to i wanted to make it in my head when he asked me to do it i was like i want to have the mc go up to the audience a more civil audience and yeah. i thought what would deliver the mc to the stage because you cause, and it did it worked when by the mc would get up there they'd be like yeah you gotta yeah you gotta bring it down you know also it's laugh shut so up is such a great laugh way to shut just... up laugh <laughs> shut up how many things in life are that easy oh but my uncle's the mayor we don't give a shit you should do there's got to be another string of just like public situation set up videos that you could do for or even just like you know for Todd Glass explains manners or for or high school like, or for high school guys fucking for the first time like just put it in don't cry put it in don't cry like just I don't know there's gotta be a bunch of you know don't, we don't just text need your you, dad for advice yeah like, we just need you to break down up and down yeah we just need you to break down like every simple thing yeah. in life yeah, yeah. Uh, it's funny so, hey, a little mantra are you drunk right now are you gonna text your ex don't fucking do it yeah. just, just, just little are you drunk right now are you going to text your ex? Don't do it. Are you drunk right now? Are you going to text your ex? Don't do it. How many things in life are that easy? Oh, you're drunk? Then don't text your ex. Postmates the hash browns. Exactly. Done. Uh, yeah. How how was starting? Uh, do you start comedy in Philadelphia where I you did. grew up? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, were you, we always like to ask this of uh, guests, because so curious, because it's like, what, as a kid, where did you develop your funny? Were you funny in school? Were you a class clown? Did you get in trouble? Like, what was... How yep. much of Todd Glass now was in like 10-year-old Todd Glass? 
now that I'm sillier on stage like I want to be like over the years you get more comfortable yeah. to be some people whatever they want to do it takes you know you know the you how many years in yeah. uh, oh my god I started in, in 1981 wow I started in 81 I was in high school uh, and my parents were used to, both of us even born no, yet? My, my dad and mom I had, had been trying had been fucking but hadn't fucked and made me yet okay yeah, that's how I think of it I like to think of them doing it when I was it makes me feel good about them being divorced uh, at one point they loved each other yeah. enough to make me uh, you know, think about that yeah had to be some unless it was through a sheet are you Jewish? <laughs> I mean, he is. Ah, yeah. So maybe. Maybe yeah. they fucked through a sheet. Um, <laughs> Wait a minute. That's why your middle name is Thread Count. And yeah. by the way, <laughs> I'm putting two and two together. Uh, and that's, by the way, that's going to be the name of my special. Fuck, uh, fuck through a sheet. Fuck through a sheet. <laughs> Oh, and God. you don't mention it until the very end of the special. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, all right, um, so. so I started. No, I was definitely, uh, you know, like to make my, my parents laugh and did bits and loved mm -hmm. stand up. Even when I was 11, I loved Don Rickles and the, like the living legends. Like, so you, you know, watch like the old roasts and stuff? I watched any like if, if stand up on the yeah. any there, there used to be talk shows like in the afternoon like three well i guess there are again too but for a yeah. while there weren't mm -hmm. so would watch any t comedian on there and then uh and then i would watch uh the, if it was the tonight show i would like really especially on friday when i didn't yeah. have school the next day and most of the time my parents let me watch it any day um it was any anything i enjoyed let him maybe he'll take an interest in it um so but stand up then i was obsessed with stand up comedy you know even if i didn't know what it meant i would just larry like uh some comedian i'm forgetting his name now but i used to alan king i didn't even know what he was talking alan about king yeah wow yeah. that's a that's a reference i know i know would and your parents your parents would introduce uh like stand up into the because you hear some people are like my dad was playing the carlin records no this my brother listened to george carlin and i remember hearing that but it was more on tv even when i was in like like this sounds weird but you know when a band uh, it doesn't sound weird um when a when you know a band before everyone else knows a band, yeah. and then you know, then when everybody else knows them, you sort of get like, oh, I yeah. knew them back, I, which really doesn't matter. I, I knew Five for Fighting before you even knew <laughs> that that could be <laughs> a thing that people, that people <laughs> saying about Brian like Superman. I told you that yeah. you knew it. Yeah. All I right, can't, aren't you glad they're popular able to if you like them so flat. much? Yeah. 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 You think they wanted to just uh, perform for you at those <laughs> those bars you got to see them at? They're successful now. That's good. They have a bigger audience. But anyway, I caught myself doing that back when. Now, look, the, these were not Rodney and Don Rickles and Alan King, like just mm -hmm. living legends, you know, and, and older guys even back then, um, I would think, yeah. Um, but uh, then when I was in high school, like, I would watch, like, Jay Leno and Jerry Seinfeld and yeah. on, like, those talk shows. Right. And, but I felt like I was the only one who knew who they were. And then back when they when started. Leno was edgy. What? Yo, he used to show yeah. up on Letterman. It was, it was. It was really great, you know. It was very like just, you know, just it was. It, he used to what? The show vintage Jay when Jay was, you know, is if you watch old Letterman's when Jay would come out, it was just great, you know. But this was even was before he super that. edgy. He was. He had a. He had a. You know what? He had a. a what do you call it? A bite, yeah. like some yeah. grit. Yeah. But about stuff that wouldn't get too personal, where the masses could enjoy it, but proving you can still have grit even if yeah. he would annihilate. Like he would. I, by the way, I haven't even seen him live. I saw him at Comedy Magic five years ago and could not have been more blown away and impressed by okay, so, somebody I had yeah. just late night TV uh, expectations for. But the show is not, you know, was yeah. never my favorite thing. No. Mm -hmm. But I'm, I'm telling, I like to be but fair to But on stage, he loosened his tie. Sure. He was leaning on a mic stand holding a mic and I was like, oh, there's a comic. That's, you know. He would, he would yeah. come in. You know what? 
it taught me and the other comedians something that must have because I remember he just told a joke. Now, yet he was the headliner, of course, but you know, mm -hmm. hey, even if I was headliner, middling, I never, hey, hi. And we, I remember thinking how powerful that looked. Him, Jerry Seinfeld did the same thing, you know? They would just, well, came out, ladies and gentlemen, and they went right to that mic. Well, I see, what was Jay Leno's? I see, because uh, he would have the same opener. I think Dorito had the new Cool Ranch coming out. <laughs> and then he's like, he holds up a bag, and they're like, we no. gotta make him oh, the spokesman. No, that's how it happened, yeah. <laughs> Uh, that would wonder how much extra they would give him if he did that live. What if he did um, Doritos and Pringles and he was the first comic to get a dual chip uh, <laughs> campaign? What Possible. I can't, oh, I can't I see Nancy. It was a funny joke. Yeah. I see Nancy Reagan's. Uh, Nancy Reagan just won uh, won the Humanitarian of the Year award. That's good to see. You know, good thing she beat out that conniving bitch, Mother Teresa. <laughs> And for like for people that grew up with Jay just as the Tonight Show host, that even just that joke right there, just yeah. Jay Leno saying conniving bitch Mother Teresa, yeah. like but that, was, like that's super edgy for him. Yeah, and it wasn't it wasn't punching down. It was just no. with grit, talking about a lot of shit, clever, putting it together, some really cool observations, yeah. some, and then and then um, it was great, and uh, he would annihilate. Like it was just I. It was just like orchestrated, you know. It was it was really, uh... and then like what were so like his others like? I, my friend made an illegal tape, so for years we had it. It would be like, yeah, I'm looking at this hand the other day. Are you between the ages of sixty and eighty and just thinking about life insurance? Yeah, a lot of guys are just sixty thinking, <laughs> eighty thinking about life insurance. You know, honey, the kids are gonna be sixty next year. And, well, God forbid we get in a motorcycle accident. I just hate to see them homeless. <laughs> You can't walk around with a bike helmet. Oh, no, everyone's got something they want to say to you. I'm in line the other day at the grocery store. <laughs> Guy comes over, he sees my helmet, he goes, hey, you got a bike there? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to be nice. He goes, he goes yeah, my, my cousin used to ride a bike, drove straight into a, a threshing machine. He won't be shaving for a while. <laughs> All right, well, th thank you very much, sir. Thank you for that. Uh, definitely appreciate it. So thank classic. you. <laughs> and and where, was, was there ever a point, do you remember thinking like, oh, I can do that. Well, I do. There was, there was. I didn't even know what a comedy club was. Yeah. Like to me, I thought it was college students telling jokes. Mm -hmm, I really? didn't know that unless you were like George Carlin or the big. I didn't know like what's what's what's. How that? do you get to where they're at? Right. Yeah. yeah well, I didn't even know they existed. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know this because there was never there weren't comedy clubs in every city. So my friend Albert Nalabotsky, oh, I should mention his name. Um, he he, <laughs> that, he that literally sounds like a joke name. That no, sounds like, like that sounds like Rodney Dangerfield, Doctor Vinnie Boombach, <laughs> right? Hey, Doctor Vinnie Vinnie uh, Doctor Vinnie Boombach, yeah, Doctor Vinnie Boombach. We always make that up when that was Rodney's fake doctor, obviously. Yeah. But when people go, I go, my doctor told me to eat candy late at night. What's your doctor's name? Doctor Vinnie Boombach. They go, Todd, that's Rodney's doctor. That's a fake doctor. You're lying. I go, you know, and doing yeah. a bit. I go. No, he's my doctor too. I saw Wendy Lehman in the waiting room, so maybe a lot of comics use him, but I don't, I mean, he's, he's my doctor. But uh, so I found out there was an open mic night, you know, and yeah. we went, we would go down to the comedy works, me and my friends. I was in high school. We would see, you know, like Jerry Seinfeld, even that back then they were big yeah. events. Gary Shandling, Jerry Seinfeld, uh, um, uh, Stephen Wright, Richard Lewis, you know, Rich yeah. Hall, uh, wow. you know, uh, 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 Bill Maher, just the list went on and on of great comics. Uh, Eddie Murphy, I remember, he had just done SNL. That was his intro. This One of the newest Jeez. cast members from SNL, and I would always look at their checks to see how much they made. You know, because we worked there. Oh, I was a door guy there. After, oh, okay. After like a first year okay. of comedy, I was a door guy. I would look at the checks. Eddie Murphy made $500. We were like, are you shitting me? We was thought that was a lot. 
<laughs> yeah, so, um, you said, are you shitting me? I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. not that much. <laughs> so uh, we, we uh, then I went on Wednesday on an open mic night in Philly. Yeah. and uh, But I, who I definitely... You, who pushed you? Did you say, I, I, I mean, what got you, you know, compelled enough to just go down there? Cause well, I, before that, I would go to like, a, I was 15. I would go to, I worked at, uh, at my, my friends, not to brag, had a Dairy Queen in the mall. Not, <laughs> Jeez, not, bougie. By the way, brag. If I knew somebody with a DQ, uh, with access to a DQ. I mean, you know what? It's the way I made friends in high school because I had the key to the place. What the fuck? Yeah, so oh, the movie the theater was two kid. doors down. So I would bring like, you know, everybody in. Oh, yeah, you guys can have whatever you want. And then oh. they would just take Buster Bars and ice cream. And, you know, and as long as I didn't have to make a milkshake, yeah, you know, because right. it's late at night. Yeah. But, um, but anyway, amazing. so... Uh, Oh, yeah, so there was a bar in there called, like, I forget the name of it. I would go in there and do Rodney Dangerfield jokes. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, not like he's a Rodney Dangerfield impersonator. Just, you know, most people, <laughs> I was so young, yeah. even if they, you know. Well, because when, it, comedy is one of those things where no one sits down before you start and tells you the rules. Right. You, you, you just do it. You learn them and you, and you yeah. make mistakes. That's yes. why most people that have a bad reputation, it's because maybe they, maybe they deserve it. Because you always make mistakes. I think most people yeah. are harder on you as you start to make a living and then you, have to, you, you, you develop a new relationship okay. with comedy. Yeah. And you, hopefully one of the earliest ones is doing Rodney Dangerfield jokes isn't, you know. But right. I, didn't know, I, I knew that that wasn't. You knew I knew you weren't going to be famous doing his act. Yeah, and I knew that I but, couldn't go to a comedy club and do that, but right. it was at a bar. And by the way, if you're going, well, how old is he in this story? <laughs> Look, it all gets a little little um, mushy after a while, but I think I was, I, but I was young. I wasn't 21, yeah. but I always mm -hmm. looked so old that I never had a problem. Really? Yeah, never. I was probably at that point 16, and I would go in. That's cool, I mean, I wasn't right? drinking. It's but cool I, to look yeah. older when you're younger, right? It, it's the only time looking older is paid off is is then yeah and now because now you're like when you get to be like you know actors that are like 80 and mm -hmm. you go you don't even know you're like i thought they were like so i'm hoping it pays off as i get older yeah. <laughs> but i never looked young my whole life i look i think i look 40 yeah jeff bridges is 106 and <laughs> he's just constantly looking like he's 52 yeah you just stay at that level yeah. so yeah. i never looked young but hopefully it'll level you do now out. I'm trying. Yeah, you look I'm good. Trying. Thank you. I try to, you know, to keep to keep the weight off. Um, but that's how the comedy was. Uh, and you just got that bug. I mean, that when first time you went up, was it just like? Do you remember what you talked about? Yeah, I met a teeny bit. I, I I remember I brought all my friends down from high school to watch you do Rodney's act. No, no. By that time, I <laughs> okay. wasn't doing Rodney's act. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Because you needed people to go up, or you just like were so excited that you wanted support, or I just didn't want to go myself. Gotcha. Yeah, I didn't want to go myself and my friend. Like I think Dave Olson, John Biederman, Jim Madden. We all went down. We had been going to see shows there a lot, but and we always heard there was an open mic night. We started going to open mic nights, but we, we I didn't perform. Gotcha. And then one, I said, I'm going to go up. I go, there's a 90% chance that I'm going to go up. 95, I think I said. And then I wasn't trying to trick my friends, but the first time I didn't go up. They go, you said there was a 95% chance you were going to go up. I said, well, 5% chance. I, exactly. They, I, they didn't see that loophole. Um, so then the next time I went up and... I I went up. I was little out, little crazy. I had, I like, I don't I don't remember the jokes necessarily, but I I did do this bit with a can of whipped cream, and I go, these things never work, do they? And then I squirted it. I, my brother was in the first row, and I squirted it in his face. I you know I, I was I was sixteen. You know? Yeah. But uh, and then I had some material, and then I everyone was like, even if you didn't do song parodies back then. Like if you weren't a song parody guy, there were guys mm -hmm. that would come out with a guitar and do just song parody after song parody. They're in my head for the rest of my life. Um, if you had one, you just sang it out of nowhere. Yeah, so I was yeah. like, I remember it was like, 
um, cheese whiz. It was that to the parody of uh, da, 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 ch ch the only problem. Cheese whiz, cheese, cheese whiz. The only problem is I can't get it out of the jar. I don't even know what's a parody to now, but cheese whiz was hard to get out of the jar. <laughs> Isn't it amazing when you look back at some of that material and you go, wow, that like I did that and that sparked this right, life. Right. Like, what was that? How should that? That should be why I never did stand up again. Maybe, right. You know? <laughs> well, I mean, well, the thing about uh, and I love watching your shows. First of all, you because you everybody you, does. You're if, not only just if like you that. think you know what what's going to happen in a Todd Glass show. <laughs> yeah. You are sorely mistaken. Your your last special, which is currently available on Netflix, Act Happy, uh, so Act good. Happy. Uh, you have you have a damn band with you, uh, like a jazz yeah, band. That was brilliant and so. I mean, I can't imagine. I started it. doing it on the road. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, at first it's just fun. We grew up like you have a band, like Letterman has a band. You have a band, yeah. they accompany you. And I really liked it. And then they, they would just play for me, like be usually a piano, a keyboard, and drums. Mm -hmm. Like a tight keyboard and drummer can make a lot of noise. They can make a lot of clean sound. They sure. can, like, they'd play jazz as people were coming in. First, I just had them play for me. Then, one, the two guys go, hey, do you want us to play as they're being seated? And I was mm -hmm. like, I never thought about that. I went, yeah, do you mind? Like, to me, that was like an hour, sometimes 45 minutes. Yeah. Depends how long the club has a, you know, a CD. And uh, they said, uh, they go, no, we like to play, so we'll play. And it changed. I mean, if you're already in an all right club, mm -hmm. it makes it that much better, but yeah. it can make a shabbier club chic. Like if you walked into a raw room, but up on stage, it's blue. I just blew that. I make every, I just blew the fuck out of whatever room I'm in. Yeah. Especially if it's uh, cool shabby. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like a place it's shabby, but it's awesome. Like best crowds in the world. You want to go there. They walk into a shabby room, but it's now deep blue. And there's two guys with black suits playing jazz. It steps it's like, game. oh, this is a, this is. This it doesn't show. make it a little better. I love what a waitress said once. She goes, it doesn't make it a little better. She goes, it's fucking night and day. I'm like, I love you for saying that. Yeah. Because I amazing. think it is. I think you turn the corner and yeah. you're like, what? Yeah. So then the band, and then I added, like, if I'm in LA, I like to make it like, some, there, there's, there's, sometimes there's three band members. Like there's mm -hmm. a drummer, a keyboard guy. Sometimes if I can get a trumpet, I'll get a trumpet. But, um, what a great sense. That, well, <laughs> if I can get a trumpet, I'll, I'll get, get a trumpet. A trumpet. <laughs> yeah. But sometimes I'll have people sit in. They're just really fillers. Like one night there was three real band members, those three. And then I had th two friends. I go, you want to be in the band tomorrow? Just wear a black suit. I give them bongos. You, I gave the other guy a triangle and I gave the, my other friend a ratchet. <laughs> and um and uh I love that you that much but, trusted him. But you they know they're great. They know yeah. when I ask for ratchet, I'll give me a little ratchet. If you if there's if we're doing a song, you want to come in with the tambourine, but just take my lead. Yeah. But when people walk in and see six people in suits, yeah, three up front, three in the yeah. back, and then you know I have these things for the music stands now that they bring, the musicians bring, but they just <clears throat> say the Todd Glass band, and it feels like I, you know you can make the an event even as they're leaving. Yeah, that leaving can be so fucking um, like big and cool and still part of the show. Like as they're walking out, what do you play? That's why I always tell the clubs, don't put the get the fuck out lights on. Give me at least four or five minutes, three really? minutes. I'm, I don't I'm care. just still dark. Turn the lights on so they can yeah. leave safely. Right. Okay, but but and then the band plays like this this cool uh, Beatles medley. Mm -hmm. And it's so, they play along to some pre-recorded music. And as they're leaving, it's like inspiration. It's like, they, I, I watch them every night. I want to watch the crowd. And you see people taking it in. Like, even this part's fun, but you, you know? But you know what? That makes so much sense. Because when you go, when you go see a movie, 
the, you know, the movie doesn't just go the end, Finn. You know, right. dark lights up no. and bye, and you leave in silence. It it, it it leaves with the it leaves with the credits and another song and another yeah. thing. So even it's just, the credits for no one stays for yeah. There's still music. Pretty much you're out of the theater and the lights come up, but yeah, yeah not like like I say, they're not getting that's the fuck great, out of here. Lights. That's a great idea because it's always it's all it's always almost disheartening when you see a show and it's a stand-up show and there's so much energy in the jokes and it's killing and yada yada and then the host goes on at the end and just goes thank good night. Yeah, they'll put Silence. some house music on. But yeah. Sometimes it takes twenty seconds, depending on the. Most clubs are pretty tight with that, yeah. but yeah, the uh, and then you just see people kind of walk out in silence, like we were just hooting and hollering. We just had, yeah, five minutes ago. I don't even have the MC go back on. Yeah, because I realize in a theater you don't. So like, if someone's usually, I just have me in one act. Mm -hmm. So I have the band do one big song, like for forty seconds, yep. and then they bring on the first act. He does ten minutes, he leaves, but. If even if he brings me on, I'm like, yeah, just after I'm done from the back of the room, black me out and go, Ty Glass, ladies and gentlemen, the band will come in with music. No one goes back up on stage for what? You got to convince me why that would make it better. I don't fight not to do it. I go, may pretend no one ever did it and try to sell me. Go, I know at the end you get a blackout probably because of that. You should leave them wanting. But can I make a suggestion? You might make it better. Okay, go ahead, convince me why it would be good to have an act go back up on stage and go, okay, next week we have fuck shit here. Oh, and I go, but they, they don't all, let the name fool you. He's really clean. <laughs> they all know what they know. That's yeah. the problem. And uh, they don't think, like, so, uh, they have legitimate concerns. Or what if we did? Sometimes when you're trying to push an act that's coming in New Year's Eve and it's a name that people will recognize, I yeah. get it. The MC goes back up on stage. Hey, don't forget, Blank Blank is here next week sure. for New Year's Eve. I say, it's okay. You know what to do? Black it out. When I say goodnight, black it out. The band will play. Give me literally 15 seconds. Da -da -ba, whatever the band's mm -hmm. playing. And then from the back mic, don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, New Year's Eve, Chris Rock will be here. Or yeah. Whoever it is. Right. So just let the show end. Right. Let there be a, a period. Yeah. At the end of that show. Yes. So it's not like, okay, that, so that thing's done. So you don't walk out. And the last thing you, you remember from the Todd Glass show is the host walking on stage and saying. For what? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know what? That's genius. That's genius. For what? I love how you've you've become like John Taffer in Bar Rescue <laughs> for comedy clubs. Like you have this down to a science. Like uh, you know, maybe it's because I'm still in clubs and I figure, mm -hmm. you know, if they if I want people to come out, I want it to be like an event. All you got to do is go to one show to remind yourself what people do to come to a show. And I, I might, look, I've learned yeah. over the years. I used to. You know, it's not like I was this when I was 21, but you do. You, you, you just, we, we went to see some, we went to see Brian Regan mm -hmm. in, and uh, we, we ate dinner and we still who, had to park and we still had to, even you, with getting ahead of the line. You reference what? so well in, in, in your little, special. Do a little Brian Regan impersonation. <laughs> you do a great person. But it was a lot to do. And then you realize people pay to park. They pay yeah. babysitters. Maybe they bought, maybe they spent some money they really shouldn't and they both know it. So that's I, so courteous that you I try to be cognizant of that because that is like I haven't always I've had two situations where two it's it's it, it can never it should never happen again or I'm going to you know say I have a problem but two situations two where I drank so much mm -hmm. I got excited and one I went back I went back I, I got on the radio the, the the next day because it was on a Thursday and Preston and Steve yeah. were still on. I felt a little better that I said, everybody, your, if your name is at the door, I'm going to come back in three months. I'm going to do a free show. Mm -hmm. I thought, put, your, put your money where your mouth is. You know, well, apology isn't shit. 
So for what I did, I did yeah. 15 minutes and got off stage. Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Did and you, then I had one other time. Somebody it pulled you off, or you? No, just, I just walked off. What do you remember? Was I there something you said you don't remember? I just I I'm I just blacked, too much. Yeah. I blacked out. I I, I couldn't. I couldn't, I could and then it happened again, mm-hmm. embarrassingly, about a year ago, and I'm going to go back to, to uh, I'm going to go back to, to the Comedy Cabaret or some other theater near there. Well, that's cool. And, and, uh, and do it free show again. They have all the names, but guess what? It can't ever happen again. Yeah. yeah. I don't mind. I can have four drinks mm-hmm. and have a nice show, even be a little silly. Yeah. Does five make it horrible? No, but it starts dabbling into that area. Yeah. So yeah. I, when I say I don't ever drink again, never, because I, I, I can't lie to myself. And I told myself if that ever happens again, you yeah. know, if you, if the story is you've been doing comedy 30 years and it happened twice, that's the way the story has to end. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it, I can forgive myself for that. Yes. What about Tylenol PM? How many of those can you have before <laughs> the show and still feel like you're Todd Glass at his best? Do you drink like <laughs> yeah. before your shows? You know, I, God, I just had two back-to-back weekends where I didn't drink at all. One, because I was going into one post-strep and I was on these antibiotics and I just couldn't. Um, even though, and then I did that, you know, just asshole thing where I was asking my doctor. I go, I go, but I could have like one, right? He goes, What's, he goes, what the fuck's wrong with you? He goes, you want to die? He goes, I just told you, don't drink. It's dangerous. Yeah. And I go, all right, all right. I you go, think they're just... but like a half a tequila, <laughs> but like I'm having a fun time. He goes, you know what, man? He goes, do what you want to do. And so just a like, lemon drop shot yeah, is yeah. what you're saying. But then yeah. it's like, <laughs> but I think nice. Yeah, but I didn't. And I was just so, uh, I was just so locked in, man. And I was like, maybe I should stop. But even when I do before shows, I go up with something and I just take a sip. And it's more just to like wet the palate and calm the nerves uh, yeah, and yeah. just and just I don't know but then uh, but I never end up drinking it on stage unless it's like a two show Saturday and I've just been like you know it's just been a, a fun weekend I'm just like I want to have a little more and then sometimes that energy of that show people end up bringing uh, drinks and, and yeah. uh, sometimes that happens but I you know am noticeably and I like to do about in the hour probably 15 or so minutes of uh, uh, crowd work spaced spread out you mm-hmm. know and so it's n- night and day as far as like how much more uh, uh, focused I am with that. Yeah. And I can tell when I'm not as sharp, then I'm just like, oh, I drank too much, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, and by the way, I'm so paranoid that someone will listen and go, well, wait, you, I'm not saying there have been nights where, you know, you had, I had a little too much to drink, but everyone had a good time. Yeah. And, and you're sure. lucky. Yeah, sure. That, that, that's, that can happen, you know, the, the, the least the better. But those, I'm talking about when I said those two incidences right. uh, where it's, it was and, just and, embarrassing. And, and see, it's kind of loops back to what we were talking about earlier where we talked but hey, you you can be right ninety nine percent of the time. But if you're wrong one time, admit and learn. You're learning. I try. Yeah. And even with the things when I talk about comedy clubs, I've said this before. Like I don't probably most of the things that I say about clubs are because I took them from clubs. Like that's the great thing sure, about yeah. ideas. Clubs don't mind. Matter of fact, if there's the best club in the world and yeah. another club calls, as long as they're not, you would think they wouldn't do this because they could open up in the same city. But overwhelmingly, they're flattered to go. Hey, we're opening up a club in Vermont, and we heard everybody raves about you. Sure. You know what if we come hang you out do? <laughs> and, and see? They're always like, you know, they they say, yeah, I know clubs do it for each other all the time. Yeah. I've always wondered why that doesn't happen more. If you I was opening up a comedy club, I'll I would go. Yeah, I would go to the top club. I would go to some of the best improvs of the comedy works in Denver or wherever comedy club on state. We we, we can all yeah. name our favorites, yeah. and we would just say like, "What do you do?" and copy that exactly. You would think you would think that. Of course, <laughs> you would think that, Brad. But yeah, like, it is funny. 
you know, that's why with the owner of Helium, he he did that with Acme, and I went, mm. that's brilliant. He goes, well, yeah. I went to the, the Montreal Comedy Festival, the owner of Helium, who there's like five of them now, and he said, I kept yeah. asking, hey, how many, what's your favorite club? I heard, he goes, I heard a few, but I heard Helium more than anybody. I heard Acme more yeah. than anybody. He goes, so I contacted Acme and said, how would you be a part? Mm-hmm. And I went, that's brilliant to, yeah. to, uh, to Mark Grossman. And he goes, well, it's not really brilliant. It's just common sense. I go, you know what? It's funny you say that because it is just common sense, but common sense that most people wouldn't do. Right. So I'm going to say it's brilliant. Most of the time, people have ideas yeah. of what a comedy club will be that makes it work. Mm-hmm. And even though I don't want to shit on that because you can make a good thing better, sure. most sure. of it, like, I don't want to be like, if somebody like say, well, no one does that. I don't say no to a new idea because no one does it. Fuck it. It might be a new idea that no one's done that sure. works. We're comics. We see new stuff all the time that right. goes, wow, didn't know that Unless you're Matt Lauer giving out dodos. There's a reason nobody does that, you know? And you got fired, so you paid the price. But, but hey, take the chance. Yeah. But, but you're right. Yeah, it's it's not it's they don't do it. They have ideas they think are going to work and mm-hmm. they don't and if they ran it by somebody, I always say I wouldn't say no. I would explain. I would sell my opinion and it would make sense. But really all the ideas I have are just from being able to let go of things that I thought were right when I hear something better. I used to play loud music as they were coming into a club. Yeah. And then I forget who it was they go. They weren't telling me what to do. They were just talking about what they like and I remember going, they're right. That put one on if you want to get their energy going, but let yeah. them talk. Give yeah. a chill, cool vibe. Music they never heard any. They didn't hear it in the car on the way over. Right. So I go, well, that's not the way I did it. I used to make the be quiet announcement with music when I was at a club and they let me make it. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. put that betting music in. Good evening and welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Don't forget with the music. I get. I went. I did that for ten years. Did you I went, your own uh, announcement. The- I would do. I, I as soon as I could, I started doing my own announcement. Cool. E- even Smart. sometimes when I was middling, and it wasn't that I was drawing enough people because I drew none. The clubs, a lot of times, they would be they happy. The, the yeah. sound guy doesn't want to make it. No, in some cases, they do. Because the sound guy's got five other buttons to press, and he's a sound guy because he's not necessarily a performer. Yeah. yeah. A <laughs> lot of times, those guys are like, hey, welcome to the club, you guys. Right. Or they're too time. loud. Yeah. yeah. Or they're too loud. So I was making my own announcement with music. But guess what? I went to the uh, San Francisco. Uh, punchline? I went to the punchline, mm-hmm. and I noticed all of a sudden the lights went down. Yeah. And, with, and they, ladies and gentlemen, we have your attention, please. And the guy waited for about 10 seconds and it got quiet. Maybe he repeated it on Saturday night late show. Cause yeah. he, and then with clean, with no music, we'd like to take this opportunity to welcome here to the punchline. And I went, that's Boom. the fucking that's way it, to do right? it. it that's just, the way to do it. Yeah, it's that's one of my favorite clubs in the world. Yeah, they, it, That's the only club with a bar that I'm okay with yeah, right. <laughs> oh man, I have closed that place down a many a nights. You know what I mean? But like, there, there, no, there's no noise. Yes, yeah. most of the time there's when no you noise. see a bar in the club, you're it's, like, great. I'm gonna especially be along the jokes back over like a that. Blender. Yeah, along the back. People go, well, the punchline has it in San Francisco. I go, well, you're not them. <laughs> and by the way, if there was already a wall up at the punchline, they wouldn't yeah. have knocked it down. But they are, they just, I, look, they really also care about comedy tremendously. Yeah. So the ball is just on they, point. They want, they're trying to be quiet. Yeah. You yeah. Know? One what thing, you, yeah. Uh, one thing I love about you, Todd, is that you, and just this one thing. Yeah, yeah. just this one thing. <laughs> yep. Nothing else. No, but you are, you allow yourself to be silly. You don't mind it. You take chances on stage. Uh, you talked about the Montreal Comedy Festival. Uh, I was there with you one time where during a middle of a party, like the closing night party, you got the DJ to announce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, you know this. What? You, he, 
So all of a sudden, <laughs> we're, at, we're at the Funny or Die party, which is this massive By the way, I didn't think people were really going to... Uh, I didn't people think we're going to think it's serious. <laughs> yeah. So, but I did. I, I, I think a lot of people did. All of a sudden, the, all, the Katy Perry music goes quiet. And can and I, can the, I add one more thing? The yes. DJ is like... He's in, in a tower. In a, in He's in a, an okay. ivory tower. So I'm like, how can I get up to him? I want to... So somehow, Zoe Friedman, yes. she she was obsessed. I go, Zoe, how do I get this note up to him? She did it. She There was a trap door. She went up this ladder. She, so all of a sudden... Yeah, all of a sudden, the music stops. And the and the, the the DJ like makes this announcement. We're like, ladies and gentlemen, it is now time to announce the comedian of the year award at the festival. At at the festival, ladies and gentlemen, please give a round of applause for the winner of the comedian of the year award, Todd Glass. Everybody, <laughs> there was there was no I didn't win it. I, people were. Thinking, I felt like they were they were congratulating me. I'm like, no, no. I thought everyone would know that. Like as soon as they heard it, like, oh, there's no comedian. But then someone goes, well, there have been like comedian yeah. at the festival. They could have comedian at the festival. So I go, oh, now I'm just spent the whole night. No, I didn't. My friend goes, why don't you just say thank you the next time? But he made it like graduate. He didn't just do it. I thought over the music, he's gonna yeah. go, hey, we're like thank you know as he's if one song's fading out and the other yeah. one shoots in, squeeze it in there. No, he turns up. Can we have your attention, please? And I, right then, I was like, knew what he was doing. I'm like, oh no, this is not, it's just supposed to be like, you would think I would like it better. Thankfully, but. thankfully, I was near you when the thing happened, so I saw your face and go, oh, okay, it's a bit. It's a bit. But like, if I had not been near you and not see you kind of queen wave to the audience, right. then I, then I would have been like, oh, hey, congratulations, Todd. Didn't know that was going on. <laughs> By the way, who did, I like that uh, Chris Farley picture. Who did that? A comedian named Brady Matthews. It's he really uh, cool. does a lot of paintings. Yeah, it's, I mean, that was... I have probably the guys who influenced me the most probably in comedy Farley Robin Williams Jim Carrey um, good ones do you ever go back and just watch Farley stuff on SNL yeah it yeah. still I mean, makes me can I be honest probably every so couple good. months like, really yeah there's just a something it's not even like sometimes I just see one thing uh, if it's uh, Tommy Boy on or something or somebody says something and I do it that night but quite honestly just innately as a part of like just my being I'm like I, I just I go out of my way to do it every so uh, few months because it's just like it's, it's so it's, unbelievable. It's yeah, dude, yeah. it's like you know, uh, uh, it's next level. There's no, there's no. It's it's also I feel like you, when I'm watching, it, I'm like I haven't, I don't feel that way about a lot of things where you're just like, oh, there's just so much. He uh, was so when he would be on Letterman. You know what? Letterman loved him mm -hmm. because Letterman like when they. He came out. He put a suit yeah. on for him. Yeah. He, did, yeah. he performed. Yes. Like, that's what the word I heard on Letterman was like. Come, you know. He liked the, especially comics that they had. They they planned the appearance. They knew yeah. what they were going to do. Which, by the way, just seems that seems so basic to me. Like, yeah, you're on David Letterman. You should probably figure out what the hell you're going right, to do. You would think. Be funny. You and would think. Some people just walk out. Even Bruce oh, Willis it. would have planned. Yes. Sometimes yeah. in Letterman right. because he loved it. He's like, this is not what people were expecting. No, he they, he, he loved. Oh, so if you, I don't know all the brothers, but. Uh, Kevin and yeah. John, and I, I don't hang out with as much anymore. But back like five, six years ago, you know, they're brothers, so they're they're they are very, very much like Chris. This yeah. this this like little kid energy in this adult body, and hanging out with the, those two can be like as close as if I ever got to hang out with Chris. It's I know it's that same. It's just it's just. Well, it's it, hard to explain, but it's it's, it's sort it's, of it's very silly and very and yeah. very like you know like just it's hard childlike. to explain childlike yeah has it influenced uh, where you've kind of your act has kind of gone and just the fun you're having on stage well, just to were? be you know any any time I see anyone be like because 
you know, any any level of silliness or deep. Yeah. It doesn't matter what. It could be just silliness or deep or, or political or social, whatever they want. And I see them do it. I'm always like, remember, but especially when it's silly, I go, remember that you can do anything you want. Like, don't have these parameters. And yeah. when you see someone do it well, yeah. you're like, fuck, that still works as stand-up. Yeah. It yeah. still works. Uh, hey, look, there's a fine line once I'm like, no. I, I, and I think it's a lot of jokes. It, can be, it doesn't have to be slapstick, but it's a lot of jokes. Yeah. When mm -hmm. you go to see a stand-up, that's why people love it. It's yes. going to be joke, yes. joke, joke. It doesn't have yeah. to be loud. It doesn't. You know, you go to see Todd Berry, a calm guy. It's still joke, 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 yeah. joke. And I think they want that. But if as long as it's that, then those guys remind me, like, yeah, just uh, um, what was I going to say about him? He'll do, like what he would do. He'd be like, I don't, I'm tired. <laughs> He's just he'll do like a little kid walking around oh, yeah. the mall, and he'll be like, I don't want to eat there. The, <laughs> David takes us to shitty places because like it's usually opening for Spain. Oh yeah, and he'll just be walking down. I don't want to go there. You always take us to shitty places, just whining and acting and, like. And a, there's like an a, innocence to it too with yes. being that like a bit big of a teddy bear. That yeah, you're just like the contrast. Is Jumping so... up and down on the bed in the hotel room, going, "Todd, look at yeah. me!" <laughs> because look at me, I'm a full grown adult. He's jumping up and down on the bed, and of course, you know, I smoke, I smoke, and that's funny if you're not high, but when you're high, it's like high candy. <laughs> Him jumping up and down on the bed. Wow. Todd, look at me. I'm having fun. I should have fun. I'm supposed to. You know, just just being just just being like silly. What, what do you? Uh, what's your favorite thing to do with your comedy buddies that is like non-comedy? Like, and who? Like, who do you spend a lot of time with that are comics? You know, whew, ever since Rory Scovel hit it big, he hasn't really been calling. <laughs> oh, no. Rory, uh, another comic, which you give a lovely shout out to in your special. I do give a little <laughs> uh, fuck Roy Scovel. The whole, the whole, yeah, it's a, the whole crowd chance. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, I hang out, you know, even if you don't see it, but but actually, Rory is someone you know that, that yeah. we hang out a lot. Um, you know, sometimes it's uh, like I do the podcast. So uh, John Bram Wagner is a newer comic, but he also does the board on the podcast. Mm -hmm. So just by nature of like we're around each other and we yeah. hang out a lot. I yeah, hang yeah. out with John a lot or like before that Jake Adams did it. And so but like, you know, how it is like, you know, a lot of people, but you don't like I'll go to the improv. Yeah, and yeah. there's so many people like I know I do know really well, but you don't know their names. Yeah, everybody's names. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but a lot of times I know I can just go to the improv. Like that's pretty much where if I'm not home, yeah, I go to the improv. Uh, but if I'm home, I just like hanging around the fire pit. I have a fire pit in my backyard. Wow, I want one so bad. Brad just got one. Yeah. it's great. It's 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 the, it's the best. There was uh, I had a party at my place, and just it, it was six comics just all around the fire pit and just making each other. It's belly so, laugh. It is. It's so it's tranquil so and, and, and uh, tribal. Yeah. Just the fire and just... Uh, so that's pretty much what I do. I love smoking. I love... I, I'm a pot smoker. Uh, I usually... I Majority of the time, maybe yeah. 10 mm -hmm. times a year, I'll smoke during the day. But when the day is over type of a pot smoker. Yeah, me too. And then I... Do you like to, like to veg out or do you like to be like, like stimulated somehow? Well, it's, it's, I like it, both. Yeah, right. There's sometimes where I'm like, I just want to be comatose. 
and watch something so mindless, but like also be stimulated like by some Planet Earth shit or some really fucked up Oprah documentary, uh, you know, uh, or both, you know, play the audio from the Oprah documentary while watching a Planet Earth special sometimes really gets you hard. Uh, and then I mean, you're, now, yeah. now I know what I'm doing tonight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but sometimes I'm just like, I want to get a little high and go out and like, maybe it's a Dave and Buster's and play some games or maybe it's like a, a house party. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like there's... Yeah, there's different, there's definitely different things you could do with it. And it's funny you say at the chill out part of it, you like, I don't know how this started, but I was like, had some people over my house and I got two, um, I had an edible and it was too much for me. Mm-hmm. And it was your place and, and you were was, hosting? Was it my, well, there's only about at that point, like eight or nine people. Or did you there. end up yeah. finding you were actually at a coffee bean and you were just telling all the people there like, I'm sorry, <laughs> my place is a mess. And they're like, this sorry guy's fucked up. This isn't your place. <laughs> there was just a small get together of like eight people and everyone yeah. there knew. Like I, So I said, I'm going to my room but I'm not going to bed. I'm just too hot. And I said it, and then I had to get right in the bed. I sat up in my bed, and I go, well, I feel pretty good now. Like, I'm not ready to call it a night, but I am i can't go out there. So you had to hit the reset button. So Yeah, but I, had, I go, what a great way. So I said, well, I have a chair in my room. I go, someone come in and smoke pot with me and sit in this chair. <laughs> <laughs> so so then... That's they, home court advantage. They yeah. did. They Somebody came in, they sat in the chair, and then I was like, you know, we were doing bits and stuff, and... I go, you know what? This would be a fun night. Like, we all do it for someone else. We go over to someone's house. They get to lay in bed. If they want a drink, we get them a drink. But, like, you invite two or three people over. You squeeze three chairs in your bedroom. You get to lay in bed. If you want a drink, they get you a drink. If they get pizza, they give you pizza. And then you do it for someone else. It's like you're hanging out with your old sick grandma. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's where, when I was in the hospital, I went, you know, the fun thing about being in the hospital is, like, everyone comes around and they're, you know, they're they're, just in bed and you don't have to get up. Not if you're really sick, by the way. Isn't that paranoid? I'm so paranoid one person will go you didn't have stage <laughs> no I yeah, get it that's yeah. a different story yeah, but yeah. you're in there and you know you're yeah. going to be okay yeah yeah anyway. I, I love that you kind of went there because I mean I one of my first exposures of something that you did was Todd's Coma and which was basically a talk show with you in a coma that it was like early in the career but it was just so there's some inventive. of it online. There, yeah, there were, there it's were, on YouTube. Yeah, there were two versions. One, uh, you ever think when you tell stories, and you know, you think I'd be doing this as long as I am, that I would know, like, okay, can I, sh- do, do I, like, what's, is there any purpose of me telling what I'm about to tell? <laughs> I'll do the edited version. Okay. So there were two versions of Todd's Como. One, we had the idea, because I came home from an audition. I don't like acting. I'm very mm-hmm. bad at it. I'm not good at the audition I process. I disagree. Well, the audition process may be because... The I've audition process. There, but but then mm-hmm. nobody is great at it. Some it's people acquired... are much better. Sure. <laughs> and I don't take... I'm not good at blocking... So someone told me this story, and it says I think a lot to do with why I'm bad at acting. Even when you can uh, ad lib all your lines, like Curb style, sure, you know, yeah. you're trying to get him out of your house. However you yeah. do it, he's drunk. You want him out. Boom. Even that with blocking, I could handle maybe, but still not. But it, I'm so nervous and sweating, and w- and so someone told me this story when I told them that they go, you know what? I'm only telling you this because I think you could handle it. They go, but when you came in, we had already picked. We had already picked uh, uh, the person. And then we thought, wait, did we see, this is the person telling me, did we see Todd? We should see maybe Todd Glass for that. I came in, he goes, and he's telling me this, and he goes, this is when Louis C.K. had the second show. Cool. Mm -hmm. Right? So, and he's telling me this. 
And he goes, you came in. By the way, I wouldn't tell this story if I had it because it's braggadocious, but it's not so braggadocious. I didn't get it. So <laughs> It's he not goes, like I have a friend who owns a Dairy Queen braggadocious. <laughs> Megan Howard, who I <laughs> finally admitted I took a little money over the years. <laughs> she saw it on Showtime. I told Steve, leave it in. She called me. She goes, I can't believe it. I go, "You, I know what you did too. Let's keep it. <laughs> I, how often did you clean? The, I told her, I go, Meg, how, long, how, how often were we supposed to clean the machines? Okay. <laughs> By the way, Dairy Queen Secrets is a documentary or just crime show. Some sort of like that needs to happen. Like absolutely, we were pretty good. Employees. We of were course. actually pretty good. Yeah, uh, I was crazy clean then too, but we didn't clean the machines every night. We did every other. But anyway, um, so Louis tells you. So so he says when you came in for that you you audition. He goes and you sat the first time in. And as soon as he said it, I went, I know I did, because I looked for any reason to sit, because my dyslexia, there's too many things if I'm walking. So the joke I had was like, they'll go, okay, you're a cop, you're chasing someone down the street in an audition. I go, okay, I'll sit over here. You know, <laughs> you know. sometimes it's in the gray right, area where you right. can sit, not with that. And I did, I sat for the first scene, and he goes, you left the room, and we went, everybody went, he's, he's the guy, right? He goes, and then... Chris Albrecht, I think at the time, I think that was the name, was the president of HBO. And by the way, genuinely, I have no, it's so many years past, I'm not destitute, so mm -hmm. it's easy to point out that I was impressed that he knew. Somehow, he knew. He goes, have him come back. And he goes, yeah, and they, and they had me walk around. He goes, oh, yeah. I go, yeah, I remember that. And um, I was fucked. I, really? Yeah, I didn't do too good. Why? Because it just because walking, walking and then did I, they I, did, did you try to sit down? They go no, stand. No, they for were this like one? they gave me he something goes, else. Hey, just stand for rub this. Rub your one. head and pat your stomach <laughs> 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 to close the scene. If you do that, the job's yours. And, <laughs> and then they block. You know how they so because. I realized that on a thing like when I had one line, I thought I could do this one line. Yeah, it's yeah. one line. And then they, and then I'm, I'm not complaining, by the way. I mean, this is your job as an actor. Yeah. But yeah. then they come over and they go, all right, you know, usually you would stand that close, but you know what? Because we're cheating from over here, just cheat the difference two feet. Okay, right away. I'm like, oh, fuck. That's what, <laughs> look, uh, no, okay. And then if they give me a second direction, yeah. like, I know. You're, okay, that's they said that in passing. They don't think I'm over there battling, dealing with that. You know, they just go, okay, and cheated a little. Stay two feet back. I know normally in real life you'd be close. Stay two feet back. Okay, they don't know I'm over there going, okay, okay. Then casually a minute later, he goes, when he starts talking, of course, you know, just leave like three seconds. And then I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm sweating. I'm, I sweat. I'm horrible. Oh, All I do no. is think, I'm going to get out of here soon, hopefully, mm -hmm. and just go home. And I hate it. I hate it. I have liked maybe one or two things that that I've my Mr. my Show? own pilot I did. Mm -hmm. Mr. Show was enjoyable, yeah, because yeah. it was literally just no, no, not a lot of direction. Yeah, yeah, you know, any direction was relevant, important, and very pretty quick. Yeah, that was fun. And Tosh point oh, they like literally. The, the, they just feed me my line. They yeah, just it feed seems me very, one line. It's very time. loose. Yeah, they just yeah. feed me lines, and then yeah. I repeat them, and that I can handle. <laughs> you did some didn't you do stuff on Sarah Show or no? Yeah, and I was I hated it. Really, not hated the, the because they because again so, yeah not Sarah. Sarah's your pal. Of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't but the, start the nervous and then oh you, and maybe there sometimes only if it was important they would you'd be saying a word wrong but mm -hmm. they would go normally it wouldn't fucking matter because she says this word late and then you're like oh shit yeah 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 and yeah. but I I would just sweat any of my friends matter of fact a, a few months ago a friend of mine asked to do something I said I should just tell you now I mean I, I, it's hard for me to act. I tell them right now, I don't want to slow up the production. That way, if they say they want me, well, then you ask for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, you, you always have stand up, and that's the thing. I have stand up, thank that's, God. That that's I the love. thing that you that you do so well, and the fact that you can be so silly in your uh, special Act Happy, which is now uh, streaming on uh, Netflix. Uh, the, the fact that you can be so silly. But then, is he about to spit take? Brad, that was a that was a very <laughs> close spit take. Yeah. You know when you go, you got to either calm down and get it and, and swallow it, or just I was a dribble, almost dribble back into the glass. You know when you can't Love do it. a spit take, yeah. but you have to just spit it, it out. Yep. But the fact that um, you do a bit in the in the recent special, like the coming out of the closet during a heart attack. What the dude? You know why that, that worked for me? Because in my because you're always like absurd and sort of abstract and sort of this is a look into my life, but not too much. Well, that I didn't. Was, I didn't want to make it like that was in your head. I I, I appreciate <laughs> I appreciate you saying that, and yeah. and um, it, it sort of happened accidentally that I didn't, you know. With with stand up comedians that have come out in the past, yeah, that's what their whole special has been about. And sure. I'm not just trying to be. I really do say this from a place of empathy. It was all about I'm gay, I'm gay, I'm gay, I'm gay, I'm mm-hmm. gay, and it had to be. It sure. had to be. It was new. It wasn't. It wasn't. It was like you know you couldn't just drop that on an audience and then right. and then recover. Like you mentioned, you can't just so. You know, and but now times are changing. So mm-hmm. I, when I say this, I don't do it as spitting on the first. Uh, if anybody had a special, and that's all they dealt with, sure. you know. But there's time like in sketch. I thought like in sketch, thirty years ago in sketch, if one person was white mm-hmm. and the other person was black, that's what the sketch had to be about. Right. Sure. My it parents a... are coming over. You're white. I'm black. Yeah. How you do we handle this? Yeah. You yeah. couldn't just have a white person and a black. You couldn't no. because it would be like, are they going to acknowledge that? Yeah. It's gonna What's be like the a... dog going to say? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be like a Chevy Chase Richard Pryor scene. Yeah. Where it's you like c- you have to do something. You have about to do something. And then eventually yeah. somebody says. You know what? Some people are going to be like, and you know, there's some people that sat at home probably and think they're pretty open minded and went, mm-hmm. are they really just going to act like that's the norm? Somebody has to, or yeah. we'll just for the. So I felt the same thing like with, with, uh, if we're going to bring, you know, uh, stand up specials in the 21st century, someone is going to have to have a sketch. Mm-hmm. I mean, a, a stand up routine. I'm yeah. sorry. Let me take a deep breath here. So back to sketch. In sketch, if there's two guys or two women, I don't think. I'm sure somebody's done it, but I don't know if SNL does it, yeah. where it could be two guys, but it has nothing to do with them being gay. It's right. just two guys. They live together. The bit has nothing to do with that. It has to do with how a tree fell through their window and their neighbor, you know, whatever right, it is. Yeah, yeah. They, I don't think they do that yet. Mm-hmm. So I thought, you know, we got to bring stand-up specials in the 21st century. So how do I do it? But it doesn't go, okay, here it is. Right. And Here's I thought if it's in the middle, it sort of came in the middle of my heart attack story. So I'm in the middle of my heart attack story. I share that. And mm-hmm. then it doesn't have to be ta-da or wrap it up. And I right. just, when I'm done, I go, okay, anyway, back to the heart attack story. <laughs> like, that's it. It does, Because I think for me, it said it didn't have to become my identity. Right. Should it be something I talk about? Of course, it's of course. part of my life. But yeah. it's not my identity. And I think you should talk about the most interesting thing about yourself. And if it's your sexual, if it's not an interesting story about. Right. But no, just I'm, I have to be very yeah. clean with this because when you're giving opinions on podcast or radio, I'm blaming myself. You got to be very careful that you don't indirectly insult someone that does. You, are you saying that's bad? And I'm not. Right. Mm-hmm. But um, if it, uh, it, I, it wasn't, it wasn't the most interesting thing about me. Right. Mm-hmm. So I thought, how do I like you know? And then I thought, that's what it is. I'll just, I'll talk about it, and then boom, right back to the act. And it didn't become my identity. And I think for a lot of maybe older and too, but I always say younger people, I know my fear was that it would become my identity, even yeah. outside of stand-up, that that's right. all people would talk about behind my back. Oh, really? And I think when a younger person, I know because of some emails I got, 
I think it calms them to go, especially if you're younger and you want to do a stand-up comedy. Mm-hmm. And you see, oh, this guy, he's, it wasn't his identity. Right. He, so, he's just a funny guy. Yeah, and he then talked about sudden, that and he, and, he, and he moved on. Yeah. So, so, you know, I was happy the way that it came out. I appreciate that, you. Yeah, because that of, bit, like, it, 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 it's so... I'm sweating. <laughs> like, it's just, like I said, you, you tend to go towards the absurd. And that, and that, to me, was the most personal bit you've ever done. And it was it it was refreshing and it was brilliant and it was funny. Thank you. So how much I, crafting went into it? Like how much did you just kind of speak? Like how many times did you do it on stage or or you know like threw it, write it out, or do you just kind of go? You know what? This is going to be the most pure if I just do it a few times and and then speak from the heart. It was like I didn't want to just have jokes like. You know, like like the stereotypical, you know, jokes that were made. You know, mm-hmm. my parents knew when I was younger because blah, 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 blah. Right, like, oh. right, right. So, I mean, I I did I I wrote a book about five years ago, and that sort of start, talked about it in there. And then I thought, and then after I came out of Mark Marin, I would go back to comedy clubs, and I thought, but you have to say something. Yeah. But I didn't at first. So sometimes towards the end, I would go, oh, by the way. And I would make like a quick joke. I go, all my comedian friends are like, when are you going to talk about it? In a good way. Yeah, yeah. When are you yeah. going to talk about yeah. it? So I tell the audience, I go, so I talked about it. Okay, now can we move on? Because I had to say something, of you course. know, for the people yeah. that maybe. And by the way, they might go, oh, maybe I'll talk about this. So and then eventually I did. I did talk about it. I went to Amsterdam and I was with my friend and uh, he, he's another comedian. And he goes, you, you, Daniel Kino, he probably mm-hmm. begged me to mention yeah. his name yeah he Love goes um he really uh, he really motivated me to talk about it and it was everything it was i got off stage and it was like oh my fucking god i can't believe i did that in and a good way a, yes cathartic yes yeah. yes like because well, i can imagine more overwhelming than i thought it would be after what how many years i'd done stand-up Jeez. and i felt i was in a safe zone because it's amsterdam yeah yeah you know but because like i can't imagine going on stage and like because we all talk about what's going on in our lives, if there was something that you could never say on stage your whole time, and then finally you go on stage in Amsterdam, and you're like, okay, now I'm going to talk about this. Yeah. If that, Brad couldn't the, talk, if Brad can talk about being a little person, I couldn't talk about my parents <laughs> fucking through the sheets to make me. What, what would we do? <laughs> but you're right. It yeah. is. It is a like. I mean, like, what if I was in a like? What what what, what if I was in a tall suit and I was actually a dwarf <laughs> inside the tall suit and I and I and the whole time I I had to I I, I couldn't talk about my situation where uh, yeah it's really hard to buy clothes I could not do that I just had to pretend that I had to do everything just as normal. It, it, it would it would blow my mind, and it would be so cathartic the first time I'd be able to yeah. go on. How much did you talk about, about it the first time? You know, not that you get used to the lie, and then you yeah. think, hey, by the way, th- there's people with other lies too. Sure. You don't. That's what you, you, you know. Everyone has uh, some are harder than others. Yeah. There's yeah. no doubt about it. Some mm-hmm. are harder than others. Um, but uh, I talked about it. You know, I don't even think I did the heart attack story then. So I had to, out of nowhere, just go. And I remember it was so bad. And Daniel goes, Todd, they don't know if you're kidding or not. Mm-hmm. So I figured out a way to make him believe me, which is unimportant now. But I delivered it in a way that That's he That's a goes, tricky balance too, right? Because mm-hmm. you want to be very honest and candid about it. But you're also like, this is, I'm, I want to find the comedic value in this because I'm doing yeah. a comedy show. But like, then- I did have some jokes. I had a joke about, and, and when I thought, like their jokes, you know what I thought? It sounds weird. I didn't want stereotypical formulaic jokes. When mm. I started to have a few jokes about it, I go, they're jokes like Rory Scovel would tell if he was. You know what I mean? I thought, <laughs> yeah. okay, that's what, and one of them was, number one that I would lie, it was an impersonation of a guy who never saw 
pussy. But he, <laughs> but he said he did, and he really didn't know what it was like. So I go, this is impersonation, and I go, loosely based on me. <laughs> That's how I did it the first night. And then and they go, what? oh, you've never seen it. you know. And I'm like, yeah. yes, I have. They go, what's it like? I go, it's like, it's somebody like, had like six marshmallows and then they cut hair over it <laughs> and then you fucked it. <laughs> that was, I know, it's so absurdly stupid. That I didn't do too many nights. The other one was, which was true, and it sort of goes back to what Brad just said about mm -hmm. like, you know, luckily I could talk about the, a, a guy that I was in a relationship with. Sure. And it, it's all it's all the same. That's yeah. what I say in the special. I go, it's it really is all the same because people in the audience, look, I'm not being negative, but I would imagine there were people in the audience that either think they still believe they can pray the gay away, or at least they're okay with people being gay, but they don't believe in gay marriage. You know? Sure. So, but I was telling these jokes every night about a guy, mm -hmm. but a, but saying it's a girl, and yeah. there were people in the audience, some of that type, that were going, yeah. "It's so true. It's just like us. It's exactly like us." Not, Years later, not to even go, knowing. that's how much it is the same. Yeah. Is that if that's not an experiment to go, thousands and thousands of people that were sitting in the audience with a woman yeah. going oh his jokes is his yeah, life that's, is that's what you do honey yeah 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 and you go you go okay that's how much it is the same that's why i really do try to get people to go stop saying women do this and men do this because mm -hmm. it's not true i live it i everything it's relationships it's like right. guys do all every, pretty much everybody does the same shit you're just not dating a guy if you're so you think guys are more chill until you love one and he could hurt you more if he forgets <laughs> your birthday or something you know so I always go I'll have this conversation with you but it's mm -hmm. more about human beings right yeah. you know the thing with women is the thing with men it's not as ironclad as you think it is sometimes because you we're all we're all I because you know what if there was a weaker sex let, mm -hmm. uh, more annoying sex let's just say okay. let's say it was true that when men were this or men were that well then in in gay relationships you could see someone going let's say two women hey how, how's it with two women you go well it's like every relationship, there's problems, but nowhere near the amount with a guy and a girl. Yeah. No, they have exactly the same amount. Right. So it's not one sex or same-sex relationships would be notoriously better. They're not. You have the same problems you have. Anyway, I'm done. <laughs> uh, how, uh, it, uh, when your friends were encouraging you to talk about it on stage, uh, were people pitching you bit? Like with Sarah come to you with bits or would you guys talk about it in great length to kind of just find like, or were you, or was it something you really wanted to explore? Like Sarah would, I, I, she's sort of, I think was the one who gave me the idea, which what the book ended up being called. Mm -hmm. Cause I would go, my friends are coming. Sarah in Silverman, Alabama. by the way, yeah, not Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Another famous Sarah. I told the, the reason her name yeah. came, the reason it got interrupted with the heart attack story. I was able to do it because the night I had a heart attack, Sarah was there. I should probably fill wow. people in. Yes. Mm -hmm. She was there. It was her show. And then she would have Sarah Silverman and friends. And everyone was hanging out. And yeah. I thought I'd smoked a little too much pot and was having, I guess, what I learned was called a panic attack, which it's fun when you find out, oh, that's a panic attack, what I've been having? And you're like, <laughs> no, I'm not panic attacks. I, I'm nervous. And I thought I was going to die. My heart was beating. Todd, that's a panic. So I learned that's what it was called. And okay. it was after the show. And... um. I just realized your computer isn't backwards. Um, uh, and uh, and I was getting into the, they were putting me in the ambulance after the show. Finally, they called paramedics and they yeah. were putting me in the ambulance. And, you know, to, it, it, knowing you're being pathetic while you're being pathetic is mm -hmm. what, what a treat. Um, <laughs> but I yelled out to her, 
yeah. know? And I yelled out, Sarah, call my girlfriend. Cause she knew at that time right. about me. Said, call my girlfriend. I was like, you know, wanted yeah. her to call uh, Chris. Yeah. So, uh, so she did. And then she was like, there, some, we were talking about this. Does, do his parents know? I go, no, they don't know about our situation. She goes, is that what you call it, a situation? Yeah. <laughs> she goes, that's some situation you got yourself into. <laughs> so it was like funny to call it a situation, you know? Right. So I think that's, I'm pretty sure that's, yeah, that is why. And ended up, we called the book The Todd Glass Situation. Yes. What I wanted to call it, and I'm yeah. still, you know what, they might know more than me because it could come off sexist. I didn't realize that till literally a year ago when I told someone what I want to originally call the book. Mm -hmm. I wanted to call it, and I, I'm, uh, okay. <laughs> I was going to preface something, but I'm not like, sorry, I'm talking. So I'm like very Fine. chatty. I had a half of a three hour energy and a little bit of pot. Jesus Christ. What a great combination. It really is a great comp. I've done it before. It is. Yeah. It, I, I love it. I love I don't being know why, up and high. Yes. Yeah. I don't know why five hour energy isn't being like five hour, like do those little commercials, like feeling a little sluggish at work, blah, blah, blah. Do all that. Get all that out of the way. Then be like, take a five hour energy. Then have somebody just pop in the corner. Maybe it's Brad being like, and a little bit of hit of weed. And then just like pop out, you know, and just Wait, mention it real quick. Half, yes. Half yeah. when know, when they talk about because they talk about uh, what to mix it with to make a cocktail you're like or drugs yes <laughs> or legal recreational yes. drugs people said like you know I get it I get it that you have to be careful about your health but here's sure. the way I looked at it I could be just being lazy to be able to do my little what I love a half of a five half of a five hour energy and mm -hmm. I'll smoke some pot it's my favorite thing to do my sister in law goes you know that's bad for you now look I get it what she's saying you're dealing with an upper and a downer right. but I said let me ask you this and tell two, me two naturals though to, right I. I, I can't imagine, this, I might be wrong, mm -hmm. but someone going, did you hear, I'm not saying it's good for you. Look, a lot of things aren't good for you, but it is, right. it is it even dabbling into the could kill you category. And yeah. if the answer is yes, then say yeah, but here's the question. Does this sound normal? Todd, you hear about Todd, he died last night. You go, what, what the fuck happened? You go, well, he was doing, and no one knew it, he was doing, I think some of his closer friends knew he did it, but no one really, he would do a half of a five hour energy and smoke pot. <laughs> People face are gonna go numb. That's how he. You, they get it if they said he had they four got, Red Bulls. Yeah, and he has it but, and cocaine. But yeah, like, oh, he had a little bit of coke and he, a yeah. but so or wait, he put he, a Big Mac and put it inside of a Domino's pizza and put a hot fudge on top. <laughs> that stone motherfucker. And then people would be like, well, at least he went out like that's a delicious fucking yeah. last meal. Wow, yeah. what is that again? Yeah, pizza, <laughs> the Big Mac in the pizza, wrapping hot, hot fudge on top. <laughs> You cut it like a stromboli. I was a former fat kid. So fat kid, <laughs> fat kid, former fat kids make the best potheads because like your brain is already working overtime. They have ideas. As far as like, yeah, dude, because you just, you don't just see one meal as like, that's the final meal. I'd see mac and cheese and be like, well, what could go in that? Oh, of course. <laughs> Doctoring coming We're not home. done yet. <laughs> yes. I'd come home with a roasted chicken and mac and cheese and then, you know, that's, I'd take anything. Yeah. Out. Brisket mac and cheese. There's a reason why people aren't selling this. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, I yelled out, yeah. and uh, and that's how that all came to. And then, uh, but uh, but that, yeah, the other joke was, I go, I would always say on stage. So I don't always do it now, mm -hmm. but I will be honest. I went from being petrified to talk about it to sometimes almost liking to do it in the sense that even if there's fifty people in the audience that think they know, you know. Like, oh, I can tell who's gay. I can tell who's not gay. Yeah. And even though I talk about a lot of, uh, you know, uh, design and, and atmosphere, sure. most people, it's more tone that they think they can tell. Sure. So 
I, so I do it because if there's a kid in the audience, that's when I don't want to do it. Sometimes mm -hmm. I really enjoy it if I don't have a new joke. Like now I have a few new jokes, so I actually enjoy talking about it. Yeah. But for a while I didn't, and I just didn't talk about it. But I, th I thought, you know what, do it. Because if there's a kid in the audience and he hears it, you do an hour set and literally for three minutes you talk about it. He leaves there feeling like, oh, cool. Like, because my yeah. mom had this friend, his name was Jim Conant, and he was just a cool dude. Yeah. And we all loved him. And then when we found, and I found out, like, when I was like 14, he was gay or 15, I was like, oh, Jim's cool. Yeah. You know, he's a good so guy. I, I, yeah, he's just a cool guy. So I yeah. could be like that. Like, I, that, I relate with him. Yeah. And you, for anybody in the have audience. The full spectrum of examples. Sure. You want to have RuPaul's Drag Race? Yes. Yes. But then you also want to have. Todd Glass, you know, which you just like I'm glad you said dude. that because that's very intuitive. What I don't yeah. want to make it sound like I'm saying, and you and you said it before me, which is mm -hmm. great. Anybody should be comfortable in their own skin. Abs if you are, if you are, if you're, if you want to put on a dress or whatever you want to do in life, and yeah. you find your true self, you're a winner. I don't do want that. anyone thinking even Todd doesn't like. Oh, no. no, if you manage to be who you are, whatever it is. So for me, I couldn't find any relatable people. You know, I was Got like, it. I don't relate with that. Is that what I? Is right. that? I used to think, am I going to become that? Like, is that? Wow, what a scary thought. Or, or like not 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 necessarily scary, but just interesting. Where you go, that's not who I am, but is that who is I that who, become? Right, right. And I know yeah. you're 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 doing exactly what I'm doing. You don't want to yeah. like, which no. is good. We're doing it. We don't want to say scary, meaning it's a wrong or a right, right thing. But it's not what I felt like. Sure. So Jim Connaughton, for me, it was Jim Connaughton, and then you know. So then I figure if I do it in my act, and there's either a person there that thinks they know what you know, whatever. Um, but if there's a kid, maybe he'll go, oh, that that's cool, you know, yeah. and just sort of leave the club and a little bonus that. So some that's why some nights I'll go do it, you know. Have you gotten some emails like that? I oh. have. That's, and there, let me tell you got, something. That's got to feel good. You know, what, what do you always, people are afraid, most of the time, afraid to be maudlin. Is that the word? You know, like. I wish I was intelligent enough to know what maudlin was. <laughs> I don't know either. Maybe <laughs> I just, my uncle said, you'll never look dumb if you don't use a word you don't know what it is. And I do this. <laughs> Thanks a lot. My uncle's like, wasn't I fucking, he was in radio. He goes, you'll never look dumb if you don't try to know, you just yeah. ask questions, but maudlin, whatever. So um, I think it's, I, I do get emails. Photographer. I do get emails like it and it is, and it yeah. is, it's, it's very powerful and it reminds you that, that you know, because sometimes we can forget that it's, we just think it's an issue. Yeah, sure. But you forget, no, there's people behind these issues. Yeah, We're yeah. not just arguing Stories. to argue. Right. Yeah. 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 It, 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 it's always like, you're just arguing logistics of certain things and you realize, oh no, there's human beings yes. behind this. Yes, there's a kid that's like sitting there and then you're talking about this and then you're crushing his soul, you know? Yeah. So um, I, uh, I, um, uh, the emails are, yeah, they remind you like good, to, you good, you did it. Yeah. And it helps you too. And it reminds you also what's still out there. You know, like sure, things are better than they used to be for everything. Sure. But we live in a circle where we could think it's the norm so I love when someone goes, hey, when you're in high school now, they don't even care if you're this or that. It's a shit ton better than it was 30 years ago. But yeah. when you get emails, you go, don't forget to have empathy. It's still a big deal. Sure. Kids growing up hearing their parents say things and hearing kids in high school say things. Absolutely. So it still exists. And yeah. that's what those emails remind you. you know? I would love to be a fly on the You and uh, Sarah are two of my favorite people to listen to on podcasts because you guys... I mean, and you're just, I mean, you know, proving it tenfold right now, like you have so uh, many great opinions about so many different things and can talk about things for hours. And uh, uh, do, you, do you have people like that in your life that you like to just like, 
like do you ever just need to like get a um uh i don't know whether it's politically charged or some sort of a charged conversation with somebody and you're like all right i'm gonna call whether it might be sarah or somebody in your oh, life yeah. where you go like i need you know i've had yes. too normal of a week or i'm not mm. uh, or I, I i see someone on the news or i just something happened and like you want to call, call your friend yes i call i call uh sometimes my uh, he's not even a comedian my friend eric olson he like produces things and then uh, caleb signs sometimes because he has a a great way to, he lived with a lot of the people that I'm trying to figure out, what are they thinking now? Or what's going on? Like, I wanna know the opposing view. Caleb Sign is always great. He goes, yeah, I go. I just solved those people for Thanksgiving. Like, <laughs> so, uh, but, and, uh, and. Um, Where you can have like mindless talk about, like, and riff and joke, and then get into like serious shit, right? Like, yeah. you need somebody like that in your life. That's just, my favorite type of person that you can mm -hmm. be. Uh, uh, tremendously silly with and then also get real deep with yeah. and all within the span of, you know, there's no, just one night, you're just whatever, sometimes you sideways, you're having a silly conversation, then all of a sudden you're having a deep conversation. Yeah. I like people that can go all over the spectrum. I also like people that, I really do like people that throw out, I don't like to be with people that just roast you Right, but there's no love. Like you know, I love you. No, I don't. <laughs> no, I don't. You've because, just been insulting me for the last. Yeah, 10 every minutes. time you see me, you go into this thing. Now, if somebody throws a lot of love my way, <laughs> yeah. oh, then then yeah. you could you then can, you can make all the late circumcision jokes you want. Yeah, you, know? you could. <laughs> I was 22. I didn't know you're supposed to get it as a kid. No, I'm joking. It's a, it happened way earlier. I'm fine, ladies. Uh, so, but yeah, so <laughs> yeah. but uh, either, there's a. I I've said this before, but I'll say it again. I love comedians. I love festivals. I I can't. When I get to a festival and I'm hanging out at a party, you know what I think the minute I walk in? I go, oh, it's going to have to end. Yeah. Wow. I'm so excited. You get like, you get like pre sad. So cool. Yes, because yeah. I don't want it to end. That's why you're up till six in the morning hanging yeah. out by the elevator. Well, there's, I mean, there's that. You're, uh, you're there a lot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I've been there. That's the best. Like when you're. Oh. Either Just, coming back in uh, and people are leaving the bar at like 6 a.m. or you're walking out to get food or something like, yeah, that is just... You go, oh, there are still people that are up. Yeah, and then you, and that's the best too if you can meet up at that time and, and be like, I think we're the only ones up right now. Well, well, now what do we do? It's beautiful. We go find the next thing. We, felt we would find congregating near the elevator and we did this thing called elevator theater where <laughs> the doors would shut. You started to know yeah. once you press your floor, you started to figure out how long it took the elevator doors to shut. You got good at it. So yeah. you go, you do your joke and your hand's over there. And so James Adomi was in the elevator. He does, he does an impersonation of Andy Kindler. He goes, and that's another thing. And then da, 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 the door shuts. <laughs> so we're like, we're laughing so hard. We're like that. So I get in the elevator. I'm like, I want to do it. I'm yeah. like, blah, blah, blah. The door shuts. About 15, 20 minutes goes by, maybe five the first time. James, the doors open up and it's James. And another thing. <laughs> da, 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 the door shuts. We're like, is he going to come down again? Oh, We're like getting giddy. But a half an hour God. passed, he never came down again. <laughs> and then 45 minutes later, he fucking does it. We go, after we laugh, we go, How? you had to be in bed. He goes, I had already gotten in bed. I thought, what if they're still down there? How cool it would be <laughs> to do one more So time. he goes, I got in the elevator, came back down. We're like, we're. We're oh, like, this is too good to be true. Dude, that's unbelievable. You get to be, did you ever see like, I, I think it's maybe, you don't even have your license yet, but you can go to the mall with your friends and there's like a group of, they're just having the best time of their lives. They're yeah. kids and they're out and they're old enough to, you know, buy stuff and have a little bit of money. Yeah. Maybe they have their license. I think it's the, what, the age I'm thinking of. They don't even maybe have their license right, yeah. yet. But they're having 14, so 15. much fun and they're doing bits basically. Yeah. yeah. Comedians are like, yeah. we get to do that. Forever. As adults, yeah. Yeah, we don't have to say... And by the way, I'm not saying it in a mean way. I'm saying it to have appreciation. We don't have to... A lot of our great stories, even though we have great stories from 20 years ago or 30, depending how long your business, 
there's also just as many great stories from two weeks ago. Yeah. And that's what I love, that I don't have to have every story about being, oh, fuck, remember that? Some of it's like last year, two weeks ago. Yeah, you know? yeah. I, I cherish that. It yeah. really, I mean, you think about people who aren't comedians, like friends of ours that work like nine to fives that are like, they, I mean, look, they have their own version of doing bits. Mm -hmm. Not funny. <laughs> <laughs> But you get you get late. I'm glad that it. you get to try. try to flex that muscle yeah. and like have have fun. Some of them don't even I miss it, so it's not sad. Like, hey, I'm not saying I respect it. You try to be happy with your friends, but yeah. like, yeah, it's just none of none none of us are insinuating that you, if you're not a stand up comedian, <laughs> you don't have a ball. Of course, <laughs> but even people that that are that that have that sense of humor that that we everyone that's listening, they they if they do what we do, they know what we're talking yes. about. And they listen, mm -hmm. they know exactly what yes. we're talking about. And my friend said something uh, interesting about, because he has that sense of humor. He's not a comedian, but he has that sense of humor. He was, uh, it doesn't matter. He was like, he is, you know, he was in the business end of it. Sure. But and um, he goes, the weirdest thing about leaving it was getting, going to a regular job and not, not the regular job because I, I would, my regular, my new job was fine. I was okay. He goes, but the sense of humor. Yeah. It wasn't that I necessarily wasn't around stand-up comedians anymore. How do I find these people at work? I know they're here. Right. They got to be like closeted. Yeah, they, they can't kind of be. Yeah, they can't make. Yeah. House, where do you find the person you can make a 9-11 joke with, you know, <laughs> you know, right away, you know, yeah. and know that they also can have a heartfelt conversation about the truth of what they just witnessed. Like, But exactly. have an honest conversation from overly, you know, uh, int introspective and, and what the fuck just happened and, and life and then make this silly twisted joke and then back to the serious. He goes, fine. And that is fuck hard yeah it is but he has <laughs> him and his wife have that was 10 years ago now That's they're amazing. like yeah we we know you know well and and we all know why you're actually here todd glass you are actually here to accept the uh 2018 comedian of the week uh comedian oh of the year comedian of the week award yes if only i could that say it and get it out that would joke would have wow. fucking worked trying to close the podcast god the damn it but to answer your question my sense of humor is from my mother it is remember now <laughs> And that's why he's the comedian of the year. Yeah. Todd Glass, everybody. Uh, <laughs> dude, this was so fun. You got to come back quick. soon. Yeah, it does. How long did we do? About an hour 20. Wow. Flew by, right? Yeah, I even talked about some stuff I don't normally talk about. So I love that's that. good. I'm always, you know. I, I mean, we, we, I mean, it's, you're also like just so generous to talk about everything, but there's, uh, I know there's things you probably rehashed on your show and other shows. But well, um, you know what? No, it's, we, and I think we. It's healthy. We, yeah. It's good. <laughs> Um, the heart attack thing, though, you've talked about that so much. You know, I don't, I, I don't always because I'm vain. Isn't yeah. that weird why I don't talk about it? Yeah. Just because I'm vain. Because I don't want to admit I had a heart attack. You know, because I thought you had a heart attack. You're like, you know, 90, you yeah. know. Mm -hmm. So when I had it, I'm like, Ur. but nah, it comes yeah. up. I don't, I, so I don't. But then when I do, uh, it's, it's. Well, it's, now, now you and Kevin Smith have something to talk about. Right. <laughs> what, what, can I just ask, what are the big changes that you uh, made from that? Oh, well, a, it's 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 that's a big question. I I quit. I smoked about a pack and a half of cigarettes a month, mm -hmm. maybe two pack, maybe two packs max. I say that because I get some friends. They go, "You smoke more than that." All right, what do you want from me? <laughs> By the way, wouldn't it be great if you were just like, "Well, I was a Jeopardy guy, now I'm a Will of Fortune guy." Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no depth or anything. I had to yeah. cut out Trebek. So I smoke. I smoke a. Uh, I I don't smoke anymore. I smoke mm -hmm. pop, but no cigarettes. I don't smoke at all. I worked out before, so that didn't change because I was always working out. And I, so I quit smoking. I do juice every day, not like a dessert juice, but like kale, carrot, celery, ginger. Because even yeah. on my worst day of eating, 
I can still say I put some good shit in my body. Yeah. You know, some feed your cells and give yourself, even on the worst day. Yeah. But the thing that I still battle, we can talk about it next time, yeah. is a very bad eating habits. Horrendous. And something interesting my friend said for anybody who doesn't want to call food an addiction. Mm -hmm. He goes, you know what? I won't force you to call it. I get it. Some people don't over, don't overgive everything. It takes away from things that need a name. He goes, but my friend Kevin, who's a therapist, goes, how long have you had this? Just call it a bad habit. It can be a bad, you can have an addiction. Certain yeah. things are just bad habits. Yeah. I get it. Not everything is an addiction. Yeah. He goes, how long you had the bad habit? As soon as he fucking said it, my face dropped because I knew the answer and I knew that that gave me the answer. I went, I wasn't lying. I went, 25 years? Mm -hmm. He goes, yeah, that's a bad habit. You had it for 25 years. I go, does it sound like an addiction? He goes, I don't give a shit what you call it. It's an, you know, it, yeah, but that was yeah. a great way to say wow. it. If it's a, so I battle that because my, my, so I did a lot right. I quit smoking. That's why I quit smoking because I thought if you eat bad still and you smoke, people go, oh, yeah, he's, he's, he's just, he got a second chance at life. He's not doing too much about it. But mm -hmm. at least I can say no smoking. That's a big deal. I juice every day and I'm on the Lipitor at least, you know, yeah. every, I right. don't miss it ever. Well, sure. But that's all I'm on, Lipitor. Nothing else. No blood, nothing. Really? Just Lipitor and that, my eating, I'm going to work on. Good, Everything in moderation, right? It's not moderation. I eat, I mean, it doesn't end. <laughs> Late at night, it all starts Late about. Night eating is, yeah, yeah it's fucking it's, tough. It, well, the comic, not, yeah, the comic lifestyle doesn't help you. Candy. There's a Vaughn's yeah. that I can go to in my neighbor without hitting a traffic light. I can come in through the back. <laughs> <laughs> I love I just how somehow picture you coming in the back of the Vons. It's like it, it, it's like a speakeasy entrance. Like they kind of slide the door open. Like who What's is the it? Password. Todd Glass. Sweets. Say Reese's. The women pieces. there, they know me. All the cashiers. Yeah. Like I'll go in with just they're just friends of mine, but they. They, they know that I'm trying to be good late at night, so they try to give you a helping hand. And then she goes, no candy? I'm like, <laughs> I'll keep it down. <laughs> She'd be, usually you're eating one candy as you're paying for another. I'm like, okay, let's not be talking too much. <laughs> yeah, I saw you didn't put deodorant on today, yeah. Pam. Let's fucking chill out with the personal uh, text. Well, thanks for doing this. Yeah, this it was unbelievable. Fun. Good um, fun. Uh, and you're at Todd Glass for all your uh, socials, yeah? Yeah, Todd Glass. Um, oh, do, when do you plug down? Dates, uh, what dates right I'll, now? I'll put a little intro at the at the front too with your dates. Yeah, yeah. but no, go ahead right now. Then. No, do it now. Yeah, but I think oh, okay. You know what? I'm gonna forget the. I'll give them to you. You don't okay. mind doing no, it not on the at intro? All. Do it in the, yeah, the beginning. Okay, all right. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, That'll be And then uh, also the special, of course. When's this drop? Two weeks. Yeah, two weeks. Okay. Cool. So new Netflix special, Act Happy, current currently streaming. So Netflix and chill with talk with, with talk last. Yeah. There is one more thing. Yeah. You yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Go for it. Go so for it. Um, what if I was like, no, save it for the save next it for the next time. <laughs> <laughs> it's on iTunes. Yeah. Long story short, Blake Wexler uh, is a comedian now. He's he does he's a professional stand-up comedian. But I met him when he was sixteen and he was doing open mic nights in Philadelphia. He had a Conestoga sweatshirt on. He was sixteen years old. It was probably about twelve years ago. So he's like, yeah, he started stand-up that and the shirt. We started talking and then you know he started doing stand-up and we became friends so he kept telling me i've saved every one of your messages your your voicemail messages i've saved everyone but people say that sometimes yeah but then you find oh i got a new computer and i lost yeah, it yeah. she came over like a year ago he goes here they are you know there was like 55 of them we think we took five out you know for reasons <laughs> and um but they're the purest form of stand-up to me because you literally i mean stand-up's pretty pure yeah but just to one person. Right. You, it's so there's we he put them in chronological order. They tell a story of our friendship, not even thinking that whatever. He goes, Yeah, pretty much they you can just see our friendship grow yeah. as by the messages. 
Um, so it's the we called it twelve years of voicemails from Todd Glass to Blake Wexler, and uh, oh my, they're all God. there. There's one from Blake to me. The only mm. one I saved because it made me laugh so hard. I thought, how did he know he could say this to me? How long are the voicemails? Some are two, some are literally ten seconds. Some are three minutes. This is uh, phenomenal. Uh, it's one, on one is me going. I mean, it's just because again, it's not. I don't mind saying things that I wouldn't maybe say. You know, you're around friends, so you say them. It's never punching down at a group of people. Right. It's just absurd. Like, sure. like one is like. It's not that big of a deal, but it's like, this is how short this was. And the beep is what makes it funny, which I'll be honest, we put it in post. There's no beep. But we, the, the beep is like the boom, yeah. boom. Yeah. So I'm like, but they're real messages. There's only three on there that I knew we were making it. And I even say it. I go, oh, now I know you're making this CD. I can't be myself. And then I would just complain about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But I go, Blake, I cannot believe that Donald Trump won. I go, this is worse than fucking 9-11. Boo! <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> it just go, but they're all, and then they're three minutes. Me sitting in a hotel room, high, trying to figure out how to say Toberoni, Tob, Tob, Toberoni. Don't say it right. Go get the. Go listen to yeah, it. Right? Yeah, there you go. So, yeah. Twelve years of voicemails from. Todd Glass to Blake Wexler, available on iTunes. Listen while you're eating a Toblerone. Thank you. Tobler <laughs> Toblerone. What a dick. Says it the right way, right in front Tobler of you. How did you get it? In front so of your face. Toblerone. <laughs> right in front of your right face. Right face. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Toblerone. There you go. Uh, thanks, Todd. Bye. So. Subscribe on iTunes to this fucking podcast. Give them a five-star rating so this midget and this Jew can feel good about themselves for a couple minutes. Also, get on your iPhone or Android and get the podcast app. You can also listen to it on Stitcher or aboutlastnightpodcast.com, where you can hear past episodes with great guests like Lisa Kudrow, Paul Feig, Kevin Nealon, Bob Saget, Dion Cole, Chris D'Elia, Adam Devine, Michael McDonald, Jaleel White, Bud Friedman, Steve-O, Harlan Williams, Tom Arnold, Ron Funches, Rick Glassman, Blake Anderson, Anders Holm, Jessamay Peluso, Joey McIntyre, and many, many more. I'm Tony Danza. Thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast. Good night. That's it, right? You got it? Sweet. Boy, it smells good in that booth, by the way. What kind of candle is that? Hanukkah Willow? <laughs> nice. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.